Okay, so we all know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online. But here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. This whole week I've been using ExpressVPN to binge The Office on UK Netflix. It's so simple to do, I just fire up the ExpressVPN app, change my location to UK, refresh Netflix, and that's it. ExpressVPN lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from over 100 countries, so just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN to watch shows is because it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD no problem. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows, use my link right now, expressvpn.com lorehammer, and you can get an extra three months off ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com lorehammer, expressvpn.com lorehammer to learn more. Welcome to Lorehammer, episode 17, Abhuman. Welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Welcome back to Lorehammer. His name is Mark. Uh, this is your friendly neighborhood, Jordan. Hmm. Shooting webs of justice. <laughs> oh, not, not what I thought he was shooting around the neighborhood. <laughs> I wonder. Uh, joining us today is Paul. Welcome to Lorehammer, Paul. Thank you all. Uh, may the light of the emperor <laughs> shine upon you. Ah, so great. great. And also here. you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank and you. also you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> um, Paul is a longtime friend of ours. Mm -hmm. uh, longtime fan of the hobby, too. You've been around the block yes. a couple times. A couple times. In and out. <laughs> uh. <laughs> what are you and Jordan doing around the neighborhood again? <laughs> What's happening? Paul and Jordan have a really special connection when it comes to their neighborhood. <laughs> feel really connected into it, you know. Um, but let's talk about 40K uh, for a little bit. What uh, What is your favorite part of 40K? Um, I think, d like, deeply in my soul, I would say. <laughs> it's very big. My very yeah. essence. Of not just my, my, my physical being, but, like, my Warhammer my Warhammer passions. When uh, you distill Paul down, all yes. you're left with is... The molecular bond. Um, <laughs> is, uh, I would have to say, I love the artwork okay. of Warhammer. I yeah. mean, like, the models are cool, the gameplay is cool, and, I mean, I've stuck around with these guys for these RPGs, but, like, I really am, like, drawn to just the Warhammer artwork. Yeah, like... They really got their own unique oh, yeah. style to it, and yeah, it's very they, intricate too. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can tell in the artwork they spend a lot of time on not just the characters but the setting. Mm -hmm. yeah. in the artwork, you know. So there, there was one art piece where it's like uh, a space marine and inquisitor, and uh, I think uh, there's one other guy. I think it was just like a imperial guard captain or something. But they were just covered in skulls, and like this one <laughs> image had like a hundred different skulls you could count, like. You know, their buttons were all skulls and like Oh, that's cool. Yeah, oh, yeah. it was just like there was a lot of skulls. Yeah. Like <laughs> each knuckle had a skull and yeah, it was Yeah. Yeah. And there's but, just so much of artwork like just within the codex and stuff like that. Yeah. It just makes the 
I don't know, makes them makes them alive, makes the universe alive. And so I yeah. don't know who they're paying, but they def- definitely have like tons of just people just either contributing art or, you know, yeah, so much in this universe. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I definitely think that's like one of the only reasons Mark buys the codexes is <laughs> just to flip through the book. Well, we like, all know that I... I can't. I can't read. So <laughs> how can you read this? There's no pictures. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I do only buy it for the pictures. <laughs> but they are good pictures. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you're you're pretty pretty artistic too. Like uh, you you did our Lorehammer logo. So oh yeah, guilty. I I, I, I just got a, a flare of inspiration. Yeah. Um, so like you yeah, I definitely see how you can like appreciate and really like the art behind it yeah. all. I would I would go so far as to say that uh, like. In my teens and all that, just flipping through the codexes, you know, while sitting on on the bath on the toilet, <laughs> you know, it just it actually may have sparked that inspiration just to start drawing more. Mm. And I mean, now I'm kind of pursuing a you know a direction to do like graphic design and all that, okay. and um, like painting and drawing more. And I think it was really because of just looking through a bunch of Warhammer. And uh, <laughs> thank, <yeah>. you, <laughs> thank you, Emperor. Thank you. Thank you, Divine Emperor. <laughs> Divine Games Workshop. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, when you do play, what do you prefer to play as? Um, I think I'd be a, I would say a, a diehard Imperial Guard fan. Um, I haven't won a lot of battles with them. Well, they, they don't win <laughs> so a lot of them. They don't win and they die a lot. And right. the problem is I'm, I'm a bit, I'm a, I'm, I, I have a, I have I have a I'm a tender soul in a grim dark world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So every guy that you die you hurts no. so much. Yeah. So my lip starts off. trembling, you know, when a guardsman falls. I'm like <laughs> your, your wife Loretta will mourn you. Like, you got every character's backstory made up. That was a blast template, so it was ten guys at once and he has to go through all of <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah. Oh yeah. He starts yes, writing right, up. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, most of the families he starts right. Yeah, so I may have chose the wrong army. <laughs> yeah, but like I the do, most model counts. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, actually, it started. I think my first uh, when I was in Games Workshop with you know my hard-earned fifty dollars to spend that you right? saved up for like exactly. eight years, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then I went there, right? And it was just like a conflict of you know should I get like the cool guys like the space marines or tyrannus or whatever right you know the guys look cool or should i just get the box set that has like the most models in it oh really (laughs) and it happened to be the imperial guard so (laughs) yeah but i've I've stuck with them i like them and i i just kind of like the human aspect in this um grim dark universe (laughs) yeah yeah, there's just something to be said for like humanity's mm-hmm. like ability to like the courage that they all show. Oh, it, yeah. It's kind of cool. Like a lot of people uh, or a lot of races, like it doesn't really look like they try very hard to be crazy. But humanity, like you know, they try super hard. Like especially oh, yeah. the regular guys, the space marines. Like eh, they don't. They'll just do what it is. But humanity is a lot more. And I feel like they try a lot harder. <laughs> they have to most. try. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they are a bit of the underdogs. I mean, as an individual. As an, indiv- as an individual, yeah, yes. But as a mass, you know. But when you have uh, 10,000 guys or 50 points worth, right. that's yeah. a lot of guys you <laughs> yeah, have to yeah. kill for 50 points. So, yeah. yeah. It can be quite daunting in the face of many enemy. Yeah. So, um, out of the hobby, uh, what have you enjoyed doing the most? Like, uh, did you enjoy playing the most, painting the most, modeling? Talking, just looking at pictures <laughs> in, in the bathroom. Just staring at pictures alone. in the bathroom half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, well, I, um, um, 
I really liked uh, I liked the modeling aspect, and I think I just went ape on a lot of stuff because yeah. I just when you when you open a spruce, you know, Games Workshop gives you options, right? You know, <laughs> and then they you have a bunch of bits left over. But for me, I just I wanted to use like every single bit, including <laughs> like the spruce, like and so like yeah. I would just do these crazy conversions. And because in my warped mindset, you know, of, you know, oh, every guardsman is a special snowflake, right? <laughs> so that means every guardsman had to have a specific form or a different like yeah, I don't know, look on his face yeah. and all that. So uh I uh for I think more than like playing or painting, I just did like just conversions yeah. and like modeling and a little green stuff here, a little green stuff there. Yeah, I guess you're pretty good at that too. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Trial and error. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely recall like like you haven't played Warhammer with us for a while or whatever. Mm. Just life gets busy mm-hmm. and you move to the states for a while and whatever. Just got married. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> another, another learner. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, Don't worry. I tried to convert my wife to uh, to Warhammer. We'll get her. It's, it's, we'll it's, get it's, her. it's an ongoing process. Yeah. Violence, I find. Yeah. <laughs> Just show them all the blood. Be like, yeah. look at this great. Thing. Oh, <laughs> sisters of battle. But, yeah, I definitely remember a lot of your conversions being mm. very cool and a lot being <laughs> very heretical, <laughs> but still cool and still like a good conversion. But it's just like, huh? But like, uh, one of my favorite that I remember is uh, your Imperial Guardsman who was wearing a kilt and he was holding the bagpipe and he was playing the bagpipe, but he like green stuff the bagpipe and like I don't even fully remember how you did it all, but. It was an awesome conversion. Like it was just such a characterful model. But it, it just model. belonged in like 14th century. <laughs> yeah, it's, Earth. A, it's, uh, it's, well, it's, no, ama- like, it's amazing that there's uh, bagpipes in the 40th. <laughs> <laughs> well, so all the Irish men, they all got together. They got onto a ship and they went to a planet. And now that entire planet is just an Irish. It's planet. just Irishmen. Yeah, yeah, but, makes yeah sense. it's called like Mick Earth or something like that. But yeah, like that was a sweet conversion. Like, oh, but then yeah. when you put in the rest of your army, like some of your other conversions were like, uh, you had a bunch of Spartan themed <sighs> guardsmen, and oh, gosh. they were cool. But like once again, they were just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were not cool. Well, like they didn't have like clothes on. <laughs> they like, they had well, I think. Uh, well, okay, so I remember this was like a long time ago. Yeah. I think Mark he like bought a bunch of. Um, this is when he was in, you were in your Tau phase. Yeah. So you got like, you had all this Tau extra bits that you gave to me. Then you were also doing like Crute and then you're trying to do like, cause I remember they, I don't know if like a codex came out with this, but like, um, the Tau were using like humans. Yeah. Human so, allies. Yeah. So I had a bunch of Cotations as well. Yeah. Uh, okay. So and which just, is like, those guys don't have like a lot of clothing on. They're really yeah, muscly. They're, yeah. 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 So yeah. he, so, so Mark like at, was making this like Tau conscript guardsman or catechan army Guavis, yeah. and yeah. so he he gave me also all the extra catechan pieces that he had so yeah. i like i can make another i need to use these Imperial guard army yeah. so i just tried to make this like spartan thing because he had like you know had the all the ripped bods and all that yeah. and just using like tau pieces as shields and yeah completely heretical just 100 yeah. percent, you know <laughs> an inquisitor would just zap me on the spot <laughs> but uh, yeah so you you would put down your your imperial guard regiment and they would have bagpipe men with kilts. They would have Spartans. You had a couple other wild ones. I, I don't quite remember. I thought, did you have some with wings or something? Or? Uh, yeah, there was like a. I think I got a bunch of Eldar bits, and I was like, oh, I can make like. <laughs> He's just yeah, like it was, oh yeah, yeah, like and they they were well done, like, but 
yeah, heretical. <laughs> yeah, very heretical. I was trying to somehow so. fit them into like uh, a storyline where they're all like refugee armies that are just coming together, you know, being because, folded back into yeah, the empire. Yeah, kind of trying to be enveloped, but it just it just began to be like a a circus or something like that. It's a very eclectic <laughs> circus. The Emperor's Circus. Yeah, I yeah. loved it. Though. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. I, I do like all the variety that they have within IG. Yeah, like, so. if you took one of those ideas that he's did, he did and then did, like, an entire IG army on it, like, if you did, like, a Highlander uh, mm-hmm. Imperial Guard, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, just, yeah. just one army, though. But, not, but when not you have an army six. with just one... Like a squad yeah. of well, them. I think it was only just, like, one guy. A single the, model. Yeah. <laughs> He's the, he's the guy in the barracks that all the other ones never really like <laughs> talk to yeah, him because yeah. he's always just sitting on his bunk cleaning his bagpipe. His only friend is his bagpipe. Right, the exactly. battle did something to it. Just you and me. <laughs> just you and me, Beggy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, us against the world. <laughs> and he gets eaten by a tyranid. Oh, so. I've all been there. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't actually. <laughs> um, when it comes to our last episode that we've we did which would have been episode uh 16 so uh minor xenos races part Part two two. yeah we talked about how we only had one submission and the story behind that is that we recorded our episode two days before our due date we recorded (laughs) yeah exactly and then on our due date we got like another submission which was actually really cool and encouraging for us because yeah. it was like not that i didn't like yours paul like i do like yours but it was just like oh it's nice that somebody that is not directly related to yeah, us sent exactly. us an image and it, it was very well done <laughs> and i think we will find a use for that image we already have a couple in the in the thought yeah a couple on. ideas that we're thinking about yeah. for because like it literally was what we were describing yeah it, it really was like yeah. he did exactly what i said mm, but when yeah. it turned out to like yeah, the one I mean, Paul made just it felt more uh, like the theme of Warhammer, like yeah. the yeah, yeah. But uh, thank you, Nick, for your submission. yeah. We really do appreciate it. It was man. really Good job, cool, Nick. and uh, we'll we'll be in touch for uh, when we can steal that image off you for free without any compensation. <laughs> you know, like it's not like we've just provided you with fifty hours of podcast content. So you know, I don't really feel <laughs> bad for stealing that and. You're other things to chaos <laughs> <laughs> no but uh, yeah we'll, we'll be in touch yeah. thanks again thank you nick for that one uh and then another correction uh mark wanted to go over uh yeah just the kinebrek so they were those uh ape people not ape people but yeah they were like m- smaller no no they're big but they're small oh smaller than marines Aren't they? I don't think so. No. Well, I'm sure they're the same size. Like, they're big, big hulking apes. Oh, okay. But uh, they were allied with the Interrex in 30K, and the Interrex were the ones with the Anatheum, that whole story arc. And uh, the Kinebrek, the one thing that I was reading about them, and the one thing I noticed I was talking about is when I read those books so long ago, like, I read those books when they came out, like the first three Horus Heresy books, which is... 10 plus years ago really um so some of the details got a little cross with me um one of the things about them is they cannot have weapons to canabrek unless it's in times of war so i don't think they were shooting um like those bows and arrows with light i think it was the interrex and uh yeah, and they weren't allowed the weapons, like, the Interrex said that. Yeah, Because yeah. the Interrex, like, the Kinebrek and the Interrex were allied, yeah. but with the Interrex being, like, greater than the Kinebrek. 
Uh, yeah, I suppose. I mean, if yeah. they're the ones who's like putting an armistice on them, right? Like, yeah, they're the ones who's setting the rules. Yeah, that's true. But the other thing I was reading about them because when we asked what race we want to uh, expand upon last episode, I said the Kinnebrek, and uh, they actually have like a little paragraph on their backstory. But they used to have like a great uh, empire, whatever, and like culture and all that. But it degraded, and then they met the Interrex, and then they joined them to kind of like keep themselves alive so it'd be interesting to figure out like what happened to their great empire yeah like, like how did it end up crumbling and falling apart? yeah yeah exactly like yeah so that's all cool yeah it was just uh i, I read a little more on them and i i really like them and i think they could actually have like they could go somewhere and since they were never exterminated it'd be cool fair enough they could go somewhere they more xenos they can they absolutely and, uh, can a xenos where on a one-on-one level they're a match for a space marine it's kind of like Hmm. It's cool to me, like physically and like. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is pretty impressive. Yeah. That's all. Okay. Well, <laughs> I think that covers that portion. Um, we're gonna have a new segment now, and Mark is going to explain it to us. Okay, so the section is called fake or fact or fact and fake, whatever you're into. Does does matter? I wrote which? it down one way, and then I said it the other way. <laughs> yeah. So uh, in this section, I'm gonna ask a couple questions and then the table has to respond fact or fake and then the winner gets to come home with me oh. yes <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to win <laughs> I want to so, win <laughs> we'll, we'll give you a nice easy question to begin with just so we can see how the game works Okay. so my question is the great crusade was the greatest crusade is that fact or fake mm. Jordan uh, fact Paul um, I guess that would be a fact if it was led by the emperor, right? <laughs> it, all hail. I would say fact. Like it's where they folded like most of humanity back in. It's where they found all the primarchs. Like that's where they got the most ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good job. It was fact. Oh, thank you goodness. know, yeah, I'm, say I'm that. just worried that he's gonna pop something weird. Like, off what's on your that. criteria for greatest? Isn't that like a matter of like, opinion? Like, well, <laughs> okay. So name or? one other crusade that literally conquered the entire galaxy. I guess so. Okay. Right? Like, yeah. And it is called the Great Crusade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was almost just making fun of us. That's what I feel. Yeah. Mark oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We say a lot of crusade jokes. So <laughs> I just want to make sure we're on the same level of knowing which one's the greatest. Um, next question Slanish is the oldest of the chaos gods. Jordan. Uh, just uh, hold on while I fact check. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, fake news. Fake news. <sighs> is false. Paul. But do chaos gods really perceive time? Yes. Okay. Well, I guess that would have to be false. False. That is correct. You all are coming home with me, Slanish. <laughs> I'm getting all three of you. Sl- Slanish was is actually the newest Chaos mm-hmm. God, yeah. born in 30, M36. No, 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 like M28-ish. 28? Like, because they were born just oh, before sorry, the Great yes, Crusade. Just before the Great Crusade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and Nurgle is most likely the oldest one. Yeah. Um, Grandfather. Next Nurgle. question. The Ultramarines have the purest gene seed, Jordan. Um, this it's going to be a little more tough because we haven't really gone over Space Marines yet. But what would you think? Yeah, if I had to guess, I would say that's a fact. Paul. Uh, well, 
They're the most famous. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's fact. I, Unless there's some obscure, like, I you seem know, to chapter. recall, like, we had a conversation because I talked about how, because uh, Mark and I were talking, and I was like, yeah, the Ultramarines are the poster boys of the Imperium, uh, of the Space Marines, and they follow the Codex to the letter, and Mark actually corrected me on that and said that they have is it tyrannic, tyrannic, tyrannic war, war veterans, veterans. Yeah. and that's like outside the codex yeah but i i want to say it's fact i want to say that their gene seed is the purest yeah you guys are correct okay yes. um they have the most stable gene seed that's why there's the most successor chapters from them right one of the main reasons it's also because they have such a massive uh like star creating population yeah, yeah. and all that but yeah their their gene seed is the most stable they don't okay. suffer from the black rage like the blood angels or they're not they're not wolves so that's always a good thing <laughs> right yeah freaking wolves on wolves <laughs> so you guys are all winning next question mark is the best ooh false uh, okay ooh. paul <sighs> there's no debatable no middle ground in this one is no, there no no it's a no gray area. fact or false if, he, if you're not the best, you're a potato. <laughs> <laughs> Everything either is or isn't a potato. True. Okay, okay. Okay. Got Fact. Some, uh, because I'm expecting an award at the end. I'm going to abstain <laughs> from answering. Okay, so Paul's correct. So now he's... Paul, you're going home, yes, going home oh, with me. I was okay. hoping I had a $50 gift card. <laughs> oh, I got that for you, too, by the way, here. Um, uh, next question. I got two more questions. Okay. The old ones were wiped out by the Necronter. Jordan. Paul. True. Jordan. Uh, true. False. Eric is correct. And you want to tell him why? Uh, well, A, it would have been the Necron that were fighting the old ones. No, no, in, it's in, the in seriousness, when, when it was the Necron Tur, oh, they, eh. they couldn't offer any kind of resistance against the old oh, ones. Oh, that's true. And then when they got when their When they body, became body Necrons, sure. that's yeah. when their war really started. But yeah. it was really the Enslaver Plague that messed up the old ones the most. But we don't even know if they're wiped out. It is completely possible that they yeah. still exist. But if they were wiped out, it was due to the Enslaver Plague. Enslaver Plague, plague. Yeah. yeah. That was the main reason. So those are the beings that, like... it. This war in the heaven threw the warp in so much turmoil that yeah. the enslaver plagues, the enslavers poured out of the immaterium into our realm and like attacked the old yeah. ones because they're so psychically sensitive. Yeah, and then since the Necron d don't fear the warp, yeah, they were immune to it. And then the galaxy was pretty much not wiped out of life, but significantly depleted. Oh, very. So very. the Necron went to sleep, yeah. so the galaxy could kind of re regrow. Um, the final question is, Imperial Guard Ratlings make a great assault unit. <laughs> Jordan. False. <laughs> Paul? I mean, if you have a million of them. Up there. <laughs> a million of them. <laughs> For the Shire. <laughs> uh, that's definitely false. Yeah. I'm going to go with false on that <laughs> You one. guys are correct. Okay, so, Paul, you won. You're coming home with me, buddy. Shake hands, Paul. Congratulations. Good it's job. It's a cringy handshake for sure. <laughs> Why is your hand so sweaty, Paul? <laughs> He's nervous. We're getting turned on. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's a good one. Thanks, Mark, for that. Let's, uh, let's dive right into our main topic. Today we are discussing ab humans. Uh, we're taking a little break from running through, like, the hundreds of minor Xenos yeah. races yeah. 
because uh, I was getting a little tired of that. So this is a little break, and then we'll jump back into our minor Xenotus races on the next episode. But in this one, we are talking about humanity and its uh, divergent population. Yeah. So we're really just trying to make sure we that come all, in all shapes and sizes. Yeah, absolutely. Some big, <laughs> some small, some mm-hmm. black, some, some green. purple, yeah. some misfigured. Yeah. Uh, but we're just making sure that we just want to include every All part the of humanity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All we the emperor's just- children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that's a Space Marine chapter. Isn't it? <laughs> um, but we have decided to break up humanity kind of into four different categories. And this is not like lore. It, it is, but, but it, it isn't. isn't. Like, like, we take some of, like, our terms and mix it with 40k. We yeah. We take some of 40k and mix... Yeah. So we'll define what they all are for you as we go through them. Yeah, but so, the main thing is that, like, hey, let us know if you disagree or agree with it, because yeah. this part is not, like, you're not going to find this on, like, a, a lexicanum page yeah. describing the yeah. four different parts. And, like, some of them, too, are, uh, depending on, like... In universe, depending yeah. on who you talk to, would label these all differently. Right, exactly. So, but this is our interpretation yeah. Yeah. of what we view it as. Um, so let's start with our very first one, and the first one we're going to talk about is mutants. Well, let's talk about humanity. That's oh, sure. That's where everything. Starts, yeah, we're not huh? even going to touch the regular humans. Yeah. So. so humanity is anyone with two eyes, a nose, a mouth. You know, five fingers on each hand. Like. You look around, you know what humanity is. That's the first branch. Yeah, and and humanity is the majority of, like, the regular human and the human genetic strain is, like, right, like, that's the majority of the Imperium. Yeah. Right, and what we have coming after are kind of, like, the different outliers. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, since they're not regular, most of them are going to be outcasts or not fit in regularly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the first, like... Thing. Well, the second thing is mutants, like right. you said. Yes. So first, now that is, we know where the baseline is, right? First is just humans, and then you start your divergence. Yeah. And here we have mutants. Yeah. And a mutant we've kind of defined as any unstable genetic variants with no rhyme or reason and cannot be passed down to their children with any reliability. Yeah. So unstable is the key word here. Yeah. Unstable being that um, if I grow an extra arm and I have a son, there's no guarantee that my Son or daughter is going to <laughs> your reaction. <laughs> your <laughs> there's, there's no guarantee that my child will have this third arm. It is yeah. an unstable mutation. Yeah, right. It's not like necessarily in my genetic code and in my DNA to be passed down. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. this is what we've kind of described as mutants. Okay, and within mutants, we have a list of what we think falls into this. The first one being uh, standard birth defects. So that's kind of like my third arm or whatever. Yeah, and an extra with, finger. Yeah, within like um, 40K, there's billions and trillions of people, and you're just going to have birth defects, right? Yeah. The water is bad. The atmosphere you live on is crappy. Yeah. Uh, you, drank, you know how you, you can't go outside because the planet's so irradiated? <laughs> right. Like, uh, it's actually still seeping into your building. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. any kind of uh, genetic or physical variance due to an alteration that can occur naturally. Yeah. That, that was our standard birth defects. And they are mutants because there's no guarantee that that trait you have will yeah. be passed on to your children. Yeah. And the other thing is, too, like I did say, like an extra finger is a mutant but like it wouldn't be like a punishable no mutant. Gosh, like no. it, you can cut a finger off yeah right well like, you could cut an arm off too but right. like an extra arm would be more of like a uh not 
allowed mutation. Like that's more of like the mutant we're talking about, where it's more of like something that's actually like weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like it's a little more, a little more visual. You can see it a little yeah, better. Yeah, and the you're born with uh, a scaly forehead. Yeah, like that's well, people would just start wondering if you had. Um, Gene Steelers. Yeah. <laughs> but with this, like, so this is just, like, natural, like, Mother Nature yeah. deformations. Yeah, Not exactly. necessarily influenced by the warp or nope, alien. Not necessarily. Yeah. Because we'll, we'll definitely go into that later. Yeah. But even, like, today, like, we have, like, people being born with, like, weird birth side effects. Yeah. And, like, we would never call them a mutant, but it's a, technically, like, a mutation of humanity. Yeah. Right? So let's get into, like, the real mutants that we have. So first one being a gillium. And a gillium is a human that has been mutated, and the mutation is caused by an irradiated or polluted uh, void ship deck. Now, void ship threw me off when I yeah, was reading it, it. it. We've really come to the conclusion that it just means spaceship. I would imagine so. Any like, kind of spacecraft yeah. that flies in the void. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, what's a void ship? That and I was like, trying awesome. to like, Yeah, like, ooh, it must have like <laughs> void like decks and like void <laughs> shields. And But it really, I was just. Everything di- void. I was just disappointed <laughs> when I was trying to research it. But this, these guys are like, think of like your like Fallout 4 guys who are like radiated. They, yeah. just, they just look gross. Yeah. Like wolves. Yeah. yeah exactly. they, they look like sickly crazed people. Um, they're scavengers with a pack mentality because obviously no one wants to hang out with them <laughs> other than other gillium. Um, but it is described that to become a gillium is to like abandon your humanity and you become like an insane debased carrion eater. So they're more com- most commonly found on like ships yeah, and like things that... Or radiation from your engine is just kind of... Right, exactly. Yeah, and when you're talking about these kilometer long ships, you got like hundreds of thousands of crewmen. So you might have like thousands of these gill- gillian running around on the decks, like hiding in all the cracks. And, yeah, like, and that's exactly what they do. Like yeah. they hide themselves in like the lower decks that no one would ever go to yeah. because yeah. like humanity doesn't like them because <laughs> yeah. they look gross and they're carrion. Like they will eat like the dead people, yeah. right? Like they they don't, they aren't necessarily harm harmful, but they yeah. definitely could be. Yeah, right. Uh, and that kind of fits into our next one, the Hulgast. Um, and the Hulgast, like, and the Gilliam are very similar. They come from the same place, but the mutation that the Hulgast undergo is just a little different than the Gilliam. Yeah, I almost see it too as. I don't know if this is true or just in my mind, if it's a progression. I was thinking that too. Like you yeah. start as like your gillium because it's get, a little less yeah. and then you get more and more radiated. You get and m- less and less friends so you become more and more crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then before long, you know, you're eating people around you. Yeah. Live or not or dead or not. No, for sure. Doesn't matter. For sure. Because with, with the whole ghast, yeah. uh, like, and they're described like they're way grosser. Like, because the Gilliam, they just look like sickly crazed people. Yeah. Maybe you lose your hair. Yeah. Your face, like, starts to droop because you're <laughs> losing stuff and it looks really, like, yeah. sickly. But these guys, they have hairless, leathery skin, talon like claws, oversized mouths with layers of huge teeth. Pustules of flesh erupting in tusks and horns. Like, they, they really start to look like aliens and monsters. Yeah. Right? They're, they no longer look human when I, when I picture them in my, in my head. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of um, Firefly. Like, how they have, like, just, like, oh. entire ships that are just, like, these spacers that have been up for way too yeah. long. What do they call those guys again? 
Re- reapers or something yeah reapers or i forget it's been a while since yeah me too <laughs> yeah. but yeah like and they're you know they're just decrepit because they've yeah. been yeah in that's space for very so much long. what it is and these two mutants are probably the most common like oh, radiation because like. ships are such a common thing that like and like i said there's hundreds of thousands of people on a ship so you get yeah i'd say these are the most common mutant mm. variety varieties the gilliam and the hulgast yeah the gilliam I, first and then yeah. i would and, i would definitely agree there and are they? They're not touched by the warp. They're just. This is just. It's just a radiation. Yeah. Natural yeah. decay of uh, yeah. human specimen. Yeah. But yeah, these guys, like with a Gilliam, are not actively hostile. These guys are actively hostile, like running around trying to eat you. Yeah, and, and that and that is, but because they will eat the crewmen. Yeah. Like they, yeah. like whereas the Gilliam are scavengers, right? They'll look. They're. Like when I picture it, like they're hunting through garbage. Yeah, yeah. Right? They're hunting through the refuse. They're yeah. carrion eaters. So they're going to eat the dead things like that are thrown down there. Yeah. The Hullgast are like setting ambushes for crewmen that wander down too far in the decks. Yeah. And eating them. Yeah. Yeah. Just imagine like. Like your own Well, Johnny, ship. yeah, you got to go repair the emergency life support system on deck 38 and you're like uh um. we got this one last pistol for you yeah. we want it back <laughs> yeah if it if it doesn't come back it's coming out of your wife's pay yeah exactly yeah and then you go down there and surprise whole gas ambush yeah. Yeah, so even on your own ship, you're not safe. Yeah, gotta love 40K. Yeah, everything is dangerous. <laughs> yeah. uh, but they do prefer feeding on live crewmen as opposed to carrion, so we said that. But they will commit cannibalism if need be. They'll so eat themselves. They'll just eat each other. <laughs> I wonder if, like, the whole guests, like, treat the gilliam as, like, a food source. <laughs> and they, like, hunt down the gilliam. I'm sure they do, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm and sure they got their whole... Feeding on that radiated yeah. flesh just isn't good for you. <laughs> so and you'll kind of see how this fits into our mutants because it's radiation. It isn't like something that's passed down yeah. from father to son like yeah. reliably. Yeah. So uh, our next one that we have is the pariah. Yeah. So we've talked a bunch about pariahs and putting a blank every square foot of, ga- of the galaxy. <laughs> uh, the pariah gene is basically a gene that uh, we're not totally sure how it came about. Yeah, they got rid of the old lore with yeah. it. So in and the new lore, I'm not certain. Yeah, I don't think they've really clarified. Um, could just be a mutation. Like, it, it could just be a yeah. naturally occurring mutation. Just like mutation. psychics are a naturally occurring mutation. But their whole thing is uh, that they create that whole anti-warp bubble around the them. The dead space. So no one around them can use warp powers or... They can't use as yeah. great of warp powers, yeah, so like, depending on the blank's a, level. A blank will, like, warp powers won't affect them. Yeah. So Inquisitors often use them as shields. Yeah. But a pariah emits, like, this dead space around it, and they're the ones that, like, you feel super uncomfortable yeah. around. Yeah, and they're often described as, like, being soulless. Like, you yeah. just get this, like, weird, like, you're not quite yeah. us. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But this is a mutation because yeah. it, it just occurs randomly. Yeah, if you take a pariah and pariah it, yeah, you don't. There's get no guarantee pariah. you get a pariah yeah. out of it, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but it is a mutation in the genetic yeah. side. Um, um, a lot of these. Uh, side note too. I know we do this all the time. We will have an episode <laughs> with pariahs. Where episode we can, uh, 675, yeah, <laughs> where we can really go into it. And like the next one, Psychers is our next mutant. We will have an episode actually on yeah, Psychers. We don't have the time to talk about abhumans and Psychers. No, like Psychers <laughs> are in and of itself like 
they're one of the things that make 40k 40k like without them it's like having star wars without jedi it's just like uh, it's that it, actually sounds kind of cool it does there are star wars stories without jedi of course well yeah, yeah, yeah. but like but like yeah. the Star Wars stories as we know them wouldn't exist without Jedi. Yeah. That's true. Like yeah. the foundation of the universe. Right. The yeah. six episodes yeah. wouldn't yeah. exist. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no eight. Nope. <laughs> 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 he refutes oh, them. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Renounces them. <laughs> so Psychers. <laughs> yeah, Mark, describe Psychers. Yeah, just. I've only heard of six of those movies. <laughs> Why did you not watch the Clone Wars movie? Not not the movie movie, but the animated the cartoon. Animated, yeah, that was, I, did, I did watch that. That so was a good seven one. movies. Okay, then. seven movies. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Psychers are um, a genetic mutations that allow a human to tap into the energies of the warp. And they're allowed to use the energies of. They're allowed. They manipulate. They're the allowed. Energy. They've been given permission. They've been. Yeah, an official note. Yeah, has <laughs> been like, it's tattooed on their back. That's what it is. <laughs> the Imperium doesn't do half measures. No, uh, and they just have the ability to tap into the warp and use it for anything they can really think of, and they have the power for. Right. Some can literally like destroy planets with their psychic ability, like the Emperor. Yeah. He could. He's invincible. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, others might only be able to levitate a pop can. Or like, send a message to or, another psyker. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, some, yeah, just anything. You could, yeah. like. Or even just feel an aura. Like, like yeah. some of them, like, a psychic power can be extremely weak. But the majority of time we talk about it, we're talking about these, like, massive grand powers. Yeah. But really, like, it can be very minute. Yeah. Yeah, so. even just the ability to probably read th- someone's thoughts. Exactly. Like, yeah, or to sense their intention. Yeah, right? like, like it can be very, very small. But yeah. that is definitely like a genetic mutation. Yeah. Once again, if you breed a psyker with a psyker, you don't get a psyker. Yeah. There's no guarantee. Get- um, don't psychers? There, other races can also have yes. psychers. Yeah. This right. is we're, this is specifically humanity because like the but Eldar yes. race is all psyker. Yeah. Oh, Tau don't have any psychers. Yeah, Tau don't have okay. any. So it's a, it's weird how it works. How in us it's we don't sort of just random. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the very last um, mutant that we would have is your warp mutation, Paul. So this would be mm-hmm. any kind of mutation that comes across or comes about by a power or energy manipulation that is from the warp. Yeah. So if you're if all of a sudden like you got a gift. In air quotes, gift. <laughs> a blessing, a gift. <laughs> right, exactly. Of of corn, and all of a sudden, like, a spike just protrudes from your shoulder. Like, that's a warp mutation. Yeah. Right? Yeah, anything mm-hmm. that happens from the warp energy. So, if you're on... How many uh, times can we say the warp in five minutes? The warp When you're like in the warp. 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 <laughs> the warp warps the warp. China, China. I love China. <laughs> China. <laughs> no, no. China, 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 <laughs> China. Uh, it's bad because he's still better than our leader. <laughs> like Trudeau, you've been lore hammered. <laughs> you guys heard about politics? You guys like politics? Uh, yeah. But no comment. <laughs> warp mutations. If you spend too much time in the warp, you could get warp mutations. Yeah. If there's a warp storm on your planet, you could get warp mutations. And like Eric said, it can really be anything. Mm-hmm. You could get a 
tentacle arm. Yeah. You could get a mouth on your gut. You, you, your eye could turn black. Yeah. Right? Like, and it's all like unwilling, right? It just like happens. Yeah. A lot of it definitely <laughs> yeah. is unwilling. And, I didn't expect this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask for this one. <laughs> and some of it can even go so crazy as you get so um, mutated. Yeah. You turn into what's called a chaos spawn. <laughs> just a, a gibbering flesh. Yeah, where your, your flesh is just constantly ch- changing and shifting and where once the tentacle was, now you're like, I don't know, not a tentacle. A mouth or yeah. claws or yeah. an eyeball or like it's, ugh, chaos spawn is like one of the, like the craziest yeah. things mm-hmm. out there. So where mm-hmm. the average mutant might not be hunted, like if you just have that extra finger sure. from birth, you're not being hunted. But if you have a warp mutation, yeah, you're being put down. Yeah, the Inquisition isn't going to really stand for that. Yeah. Even if you're a good guy. Oh, of course. You know, you're just a factory worker doing your 9 a.m. to 7 a.m. Making your bolter, mm-hmm. yeah. bolter shells. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, putting in your time, doing your job. Yeah. And all of a sudden you sprout a horn on your forehead. Well, I'm sorry, you're being put down. Doesn't matter yeah. that you have a wife and kid. Doesn't, and you're a good doesn't. guy and you're yeah. contributing. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter that you give back to your community. Doesn't matter that you took care of Yeah, and you're two it. hours off. You, you do a lot of community work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're dead. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that kind of wraps up mutants for us. Yeah. Um, if we missed one, let us know, obviously. Yeah. And, and there's probably tons of different mutations, like anything you can think of. Yeah, like, and, yeah for sure. Yeah. Just like uh, when we're talking about the Xenos, think of these two as like very open-ended. And these are kind of more just like example of what's yeah, out there, this not is everything what, that is out yeah, there. Yeah, it's what's documented. Yeah. Right? Like this is what we know. That doesn't mean it's the only thing out there. Yeah. Uh, the next kind of thing a little more divergent is the ab human and this is where we listed that these guys have a stable genetic variety that can be passed down with predictability and stability there are 73 73 types of ab humans recognized by the imperium but i think something like 30 or 40 of them are extinct yeah yeah two two Humanity, I don't, you I think? don't know. Yeah. They weren't human enough. So no, yeah. I don't I, ever. <laughs> uh, the thing is, like a lot of these um, ab human like varieties, they exist only on like one planet. They're endemic, right? So they don't like, and then a lot of it is due to like your atmosphere or like the conditions that you're living in. Yeah, yeah, and they're just like adaptations, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But they've they've changed so much mm-hmm. to have removed themselves from yeah. us, mm-hmm. and so. The key thing to know for them is that this is a stable genetic yeah. mutation, and um, it can, it be, can bred. be replicated. Yeah. yeah, it can be reproduced. So, uh, yeah, that's the main difference from like an ab human to a mutant yeah. that we've decided. <laughs> yeah, uh, and the first one we're going to talk about is uh, beastmen. So beastmen's. Uh, they come in a variety of forms. Um, Even though the main picture that we see of them, yeah, is, is always the the it's goat, like a minotaur, yeah, yeah. the yeah. goat ram mm-hmm. type yeah. beast man. Yeah. That's a classic. But I'm sure you could have birdmen. You know, like <laughs> there's a variety of bird forms. leaves. <laughs> bird leaves. It's just basically any mutation that's sort of animal like. Yeah, yes, yes, but no, because there are a couple other animal ones that we have listed. They are that are very specific. Oh, yeah. so I don't know yeah. exactly like what they're referring to when they say variety. Yeah, Gamesworks needs to come up with more uh, examples of sexual reproduction. And did these beast men <laughs> have did a human hat? Well, we know they don't. Oh, hopefully, That's not it. pictures of sexual reproduction. <laughs> I'm sure we can I, find. I those can on only the read pictures. <laughs> I need pictures and diagrams. Um, pictures so they don't exist. Pay yeah. me like one of your beast men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's hard to say, but the most common type of beastman is that Minotaur-looking goat-headed, so think of yeah minotaur yeah absolutely and that's like the that's what we see in pictures and models but it is described as them having a lot of like the most variety yeah Mm -hmm. um so we're going to be talking about that type of beastman that because that's what we have the information on um so they were most likely created um like or altered or however this is their starting point is during the dark age of technology and uh or the golden age as i like to call it yeah like some some weird scientist is like i'm gonna mix dogs with cats (laughs) we have created an invention that allows spiders to talk to cats exactly like just some weird guy in his basement making goats fuck humans it's (laughs) it's just the way it happens sometimes in the the golden age of technology right exactly so uh, that's most likely where they came um because they were around during the Great Crusade, yes. and they actually were allowed to fight in the Great Crusade wow. as a part of the, um, we're just going to call it Imperial Guard, but like technically there was no Imperial Guard back then. But it's yeah, essentially just like the Imperial Army, wasn't it? Exactly, but yeah. it's essentially the same thing. Like yeah. they're allowed to fight in that, and are continued to allowed to fight in that to some degree. Yeah, depending. It, a lot of it uh, is described as like when the Emperor was alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it it kind of sets the stage that like things have really changed now that he's not kind of um, passing down the orders. Like, it was much more accepting, which is odd because they killed so much crap during the Great Crusade, (laughs) but they're much more accepting of, like, their own human counterparts. Well, here's your problem, right? You were trying to bring reason and logic into 40K. (laughs) That's just not going to work. (laughs) It's not going to end. Well, um, so the Beastmen... um, they, the majority of them actually end up worshipping the Chaos Gods, although uh, once incept- accepted into the Imperial cult, they view, like, the Emperor as, like, a religious deity, like, a vengeful deity. Yeah, yeah. Like, so... The, it, it's like they, yeah. they want to latch onto any figure that they can ascribe godhood to. Yeah, and... Right, whether that's any of the four Chaos Gods or the yeah. Emperor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, it, it's funny. So if they latch onto, like, the emperor as their god they they know that they're mutants and they fight for the emperor as like atonement for the sin of being a mutant or an abhuman whatever works like, man you know, like mm. but uh if they go to chaos they're a little more accepting of their mutate yeah. mutation yeah yeah of the fact that they're not human yeah and uh they take it to another degree they're like you know what we need more mutations. <laughs> so, uh, beastman that's fallen to Nurgle is called a Pestigore, and they think of the typical Nurgling. You know, they're they're bloated, they're rotting. They might have a tentacle arm that a mouth has a mouth on there, the end of it, spewing mm. like gaseous, foul stuff. Yeah, I uh, get the image of like a decaying deer or something like that. You know, yeah, with the horns yeah. And, like, that pretty much fits it perfectly. <laughs> uh, if they worship tre- uh, Chinch, Tesnich, Zinch, Zinch, Vaznich, uh, then they are what's called a Tanzagor, Zangor. A Zangor. <laughs> I wonder if people think that I actually can't read or if they think this is just a running joke. 
And then I wonder if I can actually read or if this is a wanting joke. Sometimes I wonder if this is a joke. <laughs> Messing with your mind. <laughs> and uh, these are cool. They actually have models for them. Yeah. And they're playable on tabletop. And uh, you see a lot of them with like, is it blue or purple skin? Yeah, blue or purple. I'm it's kind of, I can't tell. Yeah, it's bluish, purplish, blue, whatever. And uh, yeah, they're pretty cool. They They have a very like Egyptian theme. Almost like if you look they at their have armor. Like a, when I look at them, I feel like 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 a very satanic theme. Oh, really? That's what I hmm. feel when I look at them, especially because like the goat symbol, hmm. right, with like the horns and like a pentagram. Like that's what I always think of when I hmm. see. I almost them. think like pagan or something. Yes, yeah. maybe satanic is the bad one, yeah. but like a pagan, like old school yeah. deity type thing. It looks like they. I'm looking at pictures. They seem like oh, they fit like well that. with a thousand suns. Yeah. Kind of just like that, almost yeah. like Egyptian myth mythology. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, and then so corn. Um, guess what corns are called? What what would we call things for the blood god, Mark? The gorgors, liar. <laughs> okay, sorry, blood gores. Blood gores. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if they get like really mutated or if they just go into blood frenzies. Like. I I assume that they all paint themselves red. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, but it's like the blood of their enemies. Oh, geez, I knew you were gonna say that because <laughs> I was gonna make that same joke of. Oh, but they're not naturally red. Yeah, no, it's the just... whole world eaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, for Slanish, we didn't. Uh, there's it's, no. It's not listed. Yeah, so we decided to come up with a couple of our own. Yeah, of course. Um, so the sex gore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a boob gore. Boob gore. That yeah, that's a nice one. Jordan, what would you call a Slanishy? No comment. <laughs> That no comment gore? Uh, no they comment. go into <laughs> the ball gay gore? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what? Yeah. yeah okay. One. Paul, what would you uh, call a Slanish gore? Slanishy beastman. Oh, Slanishy beastman. That's like just almost so opposites, but at the same time. <laughs> Is it though? Get, yeah. <laughs> you're kind of into that. Uh, Slangor. Oh, Slangor. That sounds tame. It's, it sounds, it makes sense, but it, it doesn't have that, you know, sensual appeal to it. No, not really. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that's kind of Beastmen. Like, they, Minotaur Beastmen are kind of the most common, but like I said, you can have bird Beastmen, you know, like they can kind of be anything. I, I kind of like to think of it as like some look more beastie than others. Yeah. Like, one guy has like an actual like hoof. For like a hand, yeah, right. You could almost call them Beastie Boys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. You could. <laughs> you could make a chapter called that Beastie Boys. Uh, half orc, half half human. <laughs> <laughs> the next uh, divergence we're going to talk about is the felonid, and uh, so a lot of these ab humans come from the golden age of technology once right. again where we're, they're, they're, experiments they're, were running rampant yeah and uh yeah so they were genetically spliced with what most likely was a cat yeah ter- terran felines yeah so their their look is they have uh like a light fur covering hey, their entire body hey mark yeah you ever heard of a furries i have heard of a furry <laughs> that's these guys in fact if you want to know more about furries yes Look at the felonids. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> I thought where you're going. Nice. Yeah. Sure. Uh, they have extended canine teeth, superhuman agility, and grace. So now the big question is, if you're in 40K, yeah. would you rather be uh, a wolf boy right. or a cat boy? <laughs> that would you tough. Add, yeah. Because like, as like a wolf, like you're assumed much stronger. Yeah. But then like you want to piss everywhere. Yeah. 
like, but a cat you're assumed to be much more sensual right well more body what no i was more thinking <laughs> at least just my like, cats are <laughs> no your cats are not i was thinking like more graceful yeah, as a yeah, cat like yeah. you just look more more as like more of a pleasing form probably yeah uh, but the interesting thing about the felonid is that they're only found on one planet which is the imperial world of carlos mcconnell <laughs> That's got to be a typo. Is not, that a, is that a typo? Pandora? No, it wasn't. No, is that no, a typo? No, it's Carlos, Carlos McConnell. <laughs> yeah. Remember when all those Irishmen got together and then they're drinking and this, one of them's like... This is the scientist who spliced them. His name was Carlos McConnell. <laughs> and he's escaped and now he's just playing his bagpipe, you know, on a solitary ship. That's why he's so haunted. He created the cat people. No. His bagpipe is actually like the fur from one of his... Uh, his cat no, people. his like first the skin. One. The skin. I love it. It was first mistress. But with, like, it says they're only on one planet, but. um, That that doesn't mean they can't leave the planet. Doesn't mean they can't leave the planet, and it doesn't mean that there aren't other planets that have a similar mutation like this. Oh, wow. You should should look them up online. Fans have really gone to town with them. I I can't even. I I can just picture it. You got a whole. uh, Yeah. Uh huh. It doesn't look like there's enough fur, though. Spot Little My Little Pony. They try and make them a little too sexy. For my taste. That. Whoa, Jordan, I think you're just putting what you're seeing on there. Yeah. <laughs> well, Maybe. you see what you will. I, I don't no. see that as sexy at all, Jordan. Well, uh, they make a very feminine figure. <laughs> yeah, no, they do. <laughs> accentuate the curves and what and whatnot. Just like that, right? <laughs> wow, Jordan. I mean, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe the world really is Carlos McConnell. How, how did I not freak out when I first saw that? Oh, boy. Um, I wonder what his story is. <laughs> He's a weird cat man. He went oh, to man. a planet alone by himself with a 500 cats. <laughs> <laughs> and he just he went, went to town. town. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, man. I, I love uh, a lot of these abhumans are mutants names. So the next one we're going to talk about <laughs> are called Longshanks. The Longshank. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're often like very derogatory and it just yeah. shows like uh the how Imperium's mindset really like right like we don't really like you yeah like just just <laughs> a long freaking long shanks bendies <laughs> yeah you know like um long shanks are uh very like stretched out um if you've ever seen like a tau aircast pilot you've seen them like as these super stretched out lanky things so humans that are born on or evolved on low gravity planets often tend to like elongate their frame you know right yeah because they're just you have this like amount of energy in your body that's growing and gravity isn't keeping you down exactly continue to grow yeah and they're usually bald very big eyes and long legs i think of the slender man when i think of it (laughs) just yeah kind of sure yeah without all the tentacly arms but yeah or maybe the tentacly arms yeah you you don't know I don't know. Don't I've know. never met a long shake. Yeah. But yeah, the long shakes are, <laughs> I just, they're funny looking humans when you think about yeah. it. They, yeah. just, they, they sound like their arms are just a little too long and the <laughs> legs are just a little too long. <laughs> they're more clumsy than graceful. Could be like yeah. Mr. Fantastic or something. Gangly. Sure. I mean, without the stretching ability. Yeah, but that's kind of his caricature is that he's like stretched out. Yeah. You know, always yeah. looks a little yeah. too long. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the next one we have, yeah, is uh, the navigator. So navigators have what's called the navigator gene. Go figure. Um, and this allows them to view the light of the Astronomicon 
for warp travel. So they these were most likely actually created by like the emperor. Yeah, like, with like genetic manipulation. Yeah, like it doesn't say that for sure, but like that's my guess. Yeah, because like, it, how it else, happened around the same time. Of, and how else would this evolve? Yeah, like right, like the Astronomicon only existed when the emperor came. Yeah, and like when he assumed control, which would have been around M thirty. Yeah, right. So. This and is another one of those episodes that we're going to do a whole episode oh, on because they're fascinating. They're like, part of like the whole Nevi Snow Bleed and yeah. like space travel wouldn't be possible without yeah. them. So, And yeah, so really um, these are what allow the humanity, humans to perform warp jumps to achieve faster than life travel. Yeah. Relatively they, safe warp jumps. Yeah, because they're able to lock on to like the light of the Astronomicon. And use it as a reference point. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that allows them to plot the safest route to where they need to go. They're kind of just like they're normal looking humans. Uh, they, from their... they have a third eye. Yeah. Oh. And their other two eyes are usually like a literal third eye. Yeah. 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 It's even said that if you meet the gaze of the third eye, you'll die. Yeah. You, I don't know. You see like the powers of the warp or something. That's yeah. homophobic. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I'm surprised I've never said that yet. Oh, it's just a cock joke. <laughs> That's one of my standard go-to's in everyday life. I guess we just don't talk about enough cocks on the podcast. Well, no, I was thinking like the gaze. Oh, oh I thought we were talking about the gaze. third eye. <laughs> well, there's not. It's like I a, thought we were talking about the third eye. It's like a double-sided pun. <laughs> It's like a two set. Every one of us is like making like <laughs> Every one of pointing us. at stuff, but we're all just saying third eye, so it makes no sense to oh, anyone. We're all thinking of something completely different. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but we will do an episode on the navigators for sure. Uh, the next race we're going to talk about is the Neandors. Uh, kind of sounds like Neanderthal, which makes sense when I picture their what they're described as. Um, they have a much stronger. Skeletomuscular frame than humans. So, and one of the reasons this is is because they evolved on frigid environments with high gravity. Yeah. Um, and didn't these guys have? Why didn't I write? I'm pretty sure they had the hair all over there. No, that's somebody else. That's somebody else. Yeah. Um, they are known to be on the Harathioth five four. Hmm. And they cannot leave the planet. Hyanoth. Um, Hyanoth 4. And they, they cannot leave the planet just due to, like, their body requirements, essentially. Yeah, because their body just needs, like, it's grown so much that it re- requires that kind of environment now to survive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, if this happens on one planet, it's most likely to happen on other planets. Like, if you got a planet with a similar condition, chances are good that eventually over time they'll evolve into a similar... Um, Abhuman. It just might not be called the same thing. So the next one is nightsiders. <laughs> Another derogatory like term when you learn yeah, what they yeah. are. So these evolved on lightless planets, either close to or completely dark. Yeah. And some uh, of it some of it's described as like the planet is in darkness or the planet doesn't rotate. Yeah, so think of like uh humans living on the far side of the moon far side of the moon. Always. Like yeah. there's no light from yeah. like anything and they just evolve in always darkness yeah and uh they have extremely large almost almost bulbous eyes or even underdeveloped to uh the point of being unusable yeah it, w- it sounded like sometimes like the eyes won't even work yeah like right? if you don't use a muscle it atrophies or whatever so if you don't use your eyes they 
Eventually, you'll lose them. Yeah. You don't use it, you lose it. But, <laughs> yes, on the flip side, but if you use it, then you lose it as well. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on what mutant you're using it with. <laughs> I won't other... make that mistake again. <laughs> what? All right, I'm done. <laughs> their other senses have greatly increased. So, like, their sense of smell and hearing to allow them to be able to actually function Yeah. in blackness. In, yeah, pure darkness. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, that's another common one. Like, I think night, nightsiders is a common term throughout the entire Imperium. Like, mm. like even just imagine uh, the Imperium is a dark place. So just imagine somebody living on a ship or in an underhive, like, on the deepest, darkest levels, mm. and it's super low lit because you've got to keep those energy costs down. And, yeah, they could evolve into this. Like, yeah, there's tons of examples point. of where these nightsiders could evolve from. And I think that's more of, like, a common uh, term as opposed to, like, the Neandor. Right. Where that's, like, a specific planet has these specific abhumans. All right. And uh, the next one we're going to talk about is an Ogryn. And is that something you wanted to share with us, Paul? Uh, sure. I, um... I, Ogrins are, um, I mean, you, if you see the models, they're just giant hulking. At first, when I saw them, I was like, oh, these are Shreks. <laughs> <laughs> just white, white Shreks. OEK Shreks. Yeah. I'm an ogre. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, essentially, they're just, you know, they're massive humanoids. And um, they evolve on planets, so plural, with just harsh and barren environments with high gravity. So you can see this is kind of like, it seems like this is like a human gene that like, they've, there's different kinds of augurins on different planets. Yeah, you could see that, yeah. Yeah. Well, they're I'm, slightly different, but still classified as an augurin. Yeah. yeah. It's like as if, if the human gene was allowed to evolve, like, under these certain, like, gravitational hmm. conditions, right? They would, we would evolve into augurins. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, it says here, most worlds were used as prison worlds. Yeah, you take a shitty planet. Like, yeah, one you um, can't really cultivate yeah, or it doesn't have um, a lot of... and harsh. doesn't uh, have mineral resources that you need. Yeah, you turn it into a, an entire prison world and you send all the people who smoke it's, weed it's to the Australia. prison world. It's the Australia of the universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're all crocodile dundies. <laughs> um, but they're two and a half meter to three meter tall dundies. So massive. So just massive. You can just imagine, yeah, these, these hulking guys, well-muscled, tough, powerful, also pretty stupid. Kind of like how, you know, oh, my muscles ate my brain kind of thing. You know? <laughs> just, the more bulky these, you know, yeah. prison gym rats, you know, became, <laughs> then just the more their muscles have eaten at their brain. Until it's like, <laughs> now, this is all scientific, right? Yeah, of course. This is proven. This is proven. <laughs> this is lorical, I assume. We're going to get beat up. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's just like uh, these these just hulking guys. Um, and I think just because they're just, you know, pretty stupid, uh, the rest of the Imperium goes around with their nicknames. Of course. Tell us something about uh, Fat, flabs, slobs, stenches. They're also <laughs> unhygienic, so that goes yeah, well. Yeah, the stenches is because, like, apparently they're just disgusting, <laughs> and they, like, don't care about cleanliness. Yeah. <laughs> like, these are just basically the fantasy equivalent of an ogre. Pretty well. Yeah, but yeah. but still ogres. humans. Yeah, yeah right? but like, they they make them humans. Yeah, yeah. But. Yeah. <laughs> so other good terms, you know, you can just really see the Imperium. Get over here, you <laughs> fat. <laughs> Get over here, fatty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what do you want, boss? Pretty much. Yeah. That's what I picture them as. I think that'd be like a great, like, if you pit like, 
you know, a really like a, like a knob or something like that, like some big orc, you know, against a uh, an ogren. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who would win? P- picture this, Will me, if you will. I was really trying to fly Everyone this by close Mark. Close your eyes. I was really trying to fly this by Mark when we were uh, planning this episode. Now, an ogren. Um, they can get like enhanced, especially like if I would assume if they're in the employ of like an inquisitor or something. Yeah. But they'll get like cybernetically enhanced, uh, biochemically, you know, drugs are good. Drugs are good. Right. So, <laughs> but think, think about this. I was trying to picture like a cybernetic enhancement like has to do with your brain. So what if like the inquisitor wanted to alter like the Ogren's brain to make him like uh, react faster to like his commands or to give him more processing power so he could be a little more autonomous. But I was like, what if like something malfunctioned during that? And or his it, tiny brain just couldn't handle all the uh, Well, it was more drugs. like like an overload to a point of where the Ogren became like like OCD about <laughs> things. Like I, I tried to picture like an Ogren, like still an Ogren, but like super OCD, like a germaphobe. Because I thought it would be hilarious to RP as an Ogren who like refuse to like touch something until he'd like wiped yeah. it down go kick in that door you clean the door yeah, first then the you door smash then it like put it in or he uh, or he overreacts so he just doesn't kick down the door he keeps on bashing and bashing and bashing until it's like till tiny it's little dust. pieces till it's dust and then he shoots it into a star but like I thought that would be an absolutely hilarious guy to role play this 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 hulking oh, yeah. monster who like has like doilies and like handkerchiefs with him <laughs> everywhere and oh man and hand sanitizer right <laughs> Like putting it on everything. Like he meets like a guy and like the Inquisitor wants to meet this guy and the Ogren's like, no, 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 like you are not clean enough. And he just starts spraying him <laughs> down. Like I just thought that would be really fun to play as. He's wearing scrubs all the time. Right. He's like the surgical mask and like the rubber gloves. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when when an Ogren is uh, like enhanced like that, they're classified as an Ogren Karanite. Yeah. So you know it happens quite often. Yeah. And the other thing that they're also called are called boneheads if they're mm-hmm. aug- augmented like just their brain. Okay, cool. Yeah, because like they're, they're really unintelligent Ogrens. So in the Imperial Guard, like they have Ogren sergeants who order other people around, but they get commands from their sergeant or their leader. Mm-hmm. But to order, in order for them to be able to communicate, you have to like give them the ability to understand basic <laughs> orders. Right. So they augment their brain, and they're called boneheads. That's kind of cool. And the Ogren is like accepted in the Imperial Guard. Yeah. And they have actually, I actually really like the story of them during the Horus Heresy. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to that one because I want to talk about it later, but they've they've kind of found their niche in the Imperial mm-hmm. Guard, and this is, like, in 40K. Yeah. But they, and they have, like, a really, like, a particularly strong respect for commissars uh, because they, re- they view the Emperor as, like, a god. Yeah. And they assume that, like, every order a commissar gets is from, so, like, yeah. the Emperor. And then that... The emperor is passing down orders to commissars, and the commissars are passing it down to the Ogrens. Yeah, like directly. Mm-hmm. Like. Right. <laughs> so they're like, "Oh my gosh!" Like these guys have talked with the emperor. Yeah. Right. So they like yeah. they and they view it as like, "Oh, like you've you're so like <laughs> simple faith for the simple folk." Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like a simple mind is the greatest mm-hmm. defense against <laughs> the war. Yeah. But that shows you that they have, like, a, a very childlike faith. You know, it's not well thought out or... Because like, yeah. they can't think about that stuff. But yeah. this kind of, like, 
shows what they were like in the Horus Heresy. Now, mm-hmm. in the Horus Heresy, they were still in the Imperial Guard, right? Because the Emperor was a little more accepting of stuff like that. Um, and when the Horus Heresy happened and they split, right? Half the Imperial uh, Army went to Chaos and half stayed Loyalist. But it's said that the Augrins that went to Chaos were actually convinced that they were still fighting for the Emperor and everyone else was the traitor. So, like, in order to get an Ogryn to fight, you had to tell him, like, no, 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 don't worry. You're still a good guy. Yeah, you're a great guy. And, and yeah. all the other guys are the bad guys. It's tragic. So they like, still... I don't know colors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he still just wanted to be oh. a good guy and fight for his Emperor God. Yeah. And he was lied to. But... Then after you fight for chaos for so long, yeah. you eventually do become corrupted mm-hmm. and whatever. So there are some examples of um, Ogryn that have fallen into chaos and become what are called like if you fall to Nurgle, Nurgle, you become a plague Ogryn. Right. If you fall to Corrin, uh, you become a berserker Ogryn. Yeah. So you know, obviously, like there's you, anyone can be corrupted, but yeah. I just love the now, fact that they had to be like lied to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now consider this. Yeah. Pleasure Algren. <laughs> it's funny they don't include it in the no. niche, you know. <laughs> yes, Jordan. Yes. Just like probably like like a fat like pimp or something like that. Like, <laughs> think, leaning think, back. Think Futurama. Uh, that guy who's like, oh yes, <laughs> oh delectable. That robot. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, hedonistic or hedonistic robot yeah, or something. He, hedon, hedonism bot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Zinch, Zinch would be a, a changed Algren. Yeah, I couldn't picture that. That's because it's ever changing. Mm. As soon as you picture it, your mind changes. Um, And the only other wild thing about this, which makes me think further, is there is uh, no way that an Ogryn can become a Psyker. Like the two mute, the two genes or whatever, they don't, uh, they don't happen. They don't, yeah, they don't seem to happen at the same time. Yeah. But that leads my mind to think that like Longshanks or Nightsiders could become Psykers. Like, um... Like any of these mutants that we named so far, like just imagine. Yeah, we like don't a, have examples, but that doesn't like it doesn't say that it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Where for them, it specifically says that it does not. Right. Yeah. Um. So now we got another great one. Uh, ratlings. What? No. Oh, the, the, I miss the Pelager. Oh. Uh, the Pelager. It's pretty close of a story to the felonid where most likely these were created during the dark age of technology just to exist on aquatic worlds um they're really they sound like mermaids kind of uh, i mean without the tails i see i was more thinking like jar jar okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was thinking more of like uh the swamp monster Oh, the thing from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's yeah. like his hands are webbed and stuff. Yeah, like black they, eyes. Well, yeah. You're right. Like they have gills and lungs um, and webbed hands and feet. Yeah. So spliced with some kind of aquatic creature or given the ability to uh, just live on these aquatic planets. Yeah. Yeah. But that that's all we've got for them. Probably like one of those ones that you could see in the galaxy, but you'd probably never would see. Yeah. Well, because they're underwater. Yeah. But also, like, there's billions of planets. Yeah. All right. And now, Mark, we're going to go to Ratlings. Ah. Paul? Oh, yes. These uh, Ratlings, um, very uh, – I always picture them as hobbits on the battlefield. So actually – Essentially, was, yeah. Okay. There was – no word of a lie. Games Workshop was having a, a miracle sale because they never have sales. They never have sales. <laughs> they never have sales. <laughs> and this was, like, many years ago, right? So they're, like um, – 
they they had a whole bunch of stuff. So I just bought a bunch of like hobbits from their Lord of the Rings uh, yes. uh, franchise game. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I was I was into Warhammer, so I totally did like. Rattling conversions <laughs> from hobbits <laughs> in the Lord of the Rings, and they were indistinguishable from regular rattlings. <laughs> oh, it was just the scale size is just like so. Um, the Lord of the Rings ones were smaller, yeah. So okay. they kind of still worked, but not quite. Yeah, the the rattlings look like thicker. Yeah, yeah, the, right. Like, well, everything but it, it, that could just be the cast. It's kind of caricature. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is right. It's not nearly as like serious or like real real life as they try and do any yeah. of their other models. Yeah, well. Ah, whatever. Because technically, like, Lord of the Rings is in, like, 25 millimeter scale, and, like, it's, like, properly proportioned, mm-hmm. where Warhammer's 32, I believe. Oh, okay. Where And it's called, like, heroic scale. Like, if you look at, like, an Imperial Guardsman's sword, it's as big as his body. Like, it doesn't, the sword, nothing looks proportional. Where Lord of the Rings actually tried to keep proportions yeah. proper. Yeah, forty k is kind of like a caricature, or at least yeah. a lot of the old stuff was. Yeah, definitely like good, a lot kind of, of like the you know stuff. World of Warcraft caricature. Yeah, um, yeah. We just looked at a model recently that uh, from Age of Sigmar. Yeah, that we found was just a little too cartoony. Yeah, for and our his taste. sword was like literally like two times the size of him, and it's just yeah. He actually looked like Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys. Oh, oh hi Mark. <laughs> good doggy. <laughs> So back to Rattling. Ah, uh, yes. Um, okay. So, yeah, again, just picture hobbits on the battlefield, short and squat, definitely not strong. But also they're kind of very just like, they're like distasteful and just very filthy, you know. Yeah. Filthy with I, a capital F. <laughs> I found they were very racist, too, in the one book yeah. I read with them. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're very racist. <laughs> yeah. It says idle, hedonistic, gregarious, over-friendly, and sexually promiscuous. Mm. Um, so won't make that mistake again. <laughs> yeah, you could just imagine just like dirty little men. <laughs> yeah, dirty little hobbits. Uh, so they evolved on worlds with um, sleep-induced climates. Which is, that was so such a weird thing for me to read. Yeah, what like, exactly is that? Uh, so, I, I can't remember the word they used to describe it, but I was like, what the hell does no, that mean? That was the word, wasn't it? No, it was oh. something different. I'll find the actual word. Oh, okay, but, so an abundant harvest is that leading to lives of excess and yeah. overindulgence. So like plentiful. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but like to me, like a sleep-inducing uh, climate would be like, it's always dusk. Or like, like it's like the perfect temperature for yeah. naps. Yeah, it feels like you want to have a nap all yeah, the time. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna find. So not grim dark, but you know, just yeah, very, very much like the Shire, like, like Alice. Okay, it's yeah. called naturally soporific oh. climates. Whoa! So a soporific means sleep inducing, huh. or like yeah, like wanting to sleep, which was like. I just I had so much trouble. I was like, "Is it covered in sleeping gas? Like the <laughs> the atmosphere is just yeah. like made of pink clouds, made of chloroform." Yeah. So you can kind of imagine that these like maybe they're other lazy. planet they're actually they're, they're you know they're well mannered. They they fit their they fit their lifestyle, but when they they've been plucked out, you oh, know, and, and then the yeah, they're like. Ah! <laughs> they're so upset they got taken away from paradise so they just become these bad uh, humored, ill tempered, uh, just squat yeah. people. So the Imperial Guard has made great use of them uh, over the years, and they often use them as close combat assault units. Uh, is this uh, from fact or fake? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're often employed as snipers or infiltrators or you know people in stealth positions where they can sneak around very easily and they go unnoticed, and then yeah. they it, it like it really is the Hobbit. Mm-hmm. Y- yeah, like. <laughs> 
Yeah. There's no really other close. No, there isn't. Like, yeah. and they, they are. Even if you look at their models, they have hairy feet. Mm-hmm. Like, like they, <laughs> GW, what they did is they had like their their Hobbit uh, cast, <laughs> and then they were like, "Can we reuse this <laughs> somehow?" They couldn't sell all of them. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just brand them as rattlings. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You get a lot of these crossovers, like where uh, you can very much tell that it's like a ripoff. Because, like, it was just two dudes in a basement, you know? Like, let's make some hobbits in space now, you know? Like, they just... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. And it's interesting now, after 30 years of the game, that they still keep stuff like this in it. Yeah, when they remove other stuff. But, yeah, but they like squats. Yeah, exactly. But The fans like squats. <laughs> they do. Uh, so the next one we're going to talk about is scalies. <laughs> Which is, uh, if you're to compare it to furries, a scaly is a massive reptilian being. Yeah. So they have like a, a fearsome, like a pretty big reputation in the underhive. And apparently they can't speak very well just because of like how they... lizard tongue. Yeah, how they've grown. They have like a really twisted neck, it's called. And it says also... Their voice boxes have evolved past the ability for human speech. Hmm. Um, and I didn't really say where they had come from, but with any of like these animalistic ones, yeah, it's kind of suspected that it's genetic tampering. Yeah, right. Like the felinids are so the the furries like those are genetic tampering. The yeah. pelagore, who are the aquatic guys, that's genetic tampering. Yeah. Right, all of a sudden you mix a snake in there or like a lizard, we would assume it's genetic tampering. Yeah. No yeah. proof, but that's our assumption based yeah. on the the pattern that we see. Yeah. And then uh, now the next one we're doing squats. This is an interesting one. Yeah. Primarily because they don't exist anymore. Yeah, like it's weird. Like every now and again, Games Workshop will make some weird like like a retcon. Wow. Yeah, they would make a retcon. These guys were retconned hard. But then they would make, like, a, a small reference that they still do exist. But it's never anything solid. Yeah. But uh, we're going to do a bonus episode on squats one day. We'll get into them then. For sure. So, I mean, we have a couple things that we'll say is that they were, according to GW, they were exterminated fairly recently in the galaxy in M41. Yeah. So that's pretty pretty recently. Yeah. And it was by Tyranids? Yeah. Yeah, Tyranids exterminated them. Mm. Yeah. So kind of outside of the universe, these guys were the dwarves. Yeah. So they created the Rattlings as the hobbits, and these were the dwarves of 40K. Eldar were the elves, and, you know, they did the whole thing. Exactly. But as uh, the company progressed more out of just, like, being a complete ripoff and a joke and became more serious, like, Eldar definitely got their own tone, and now they're very different than elves. Like... Their backstories are different. I know, but everyone who looks at them still knows they're elves. <sighs> sure. Yeah. Like, I wonder how much of that is just in your mind. Like, if you introduce them to somebody who knew nothing about 40K and had no association with elves, and you didn't call them, well, or no association with Eldar, yeah. and you didn't call them Eldar, which kind of gives the impression of but elves, that, but, but and you name. called them, like, like Estriani uh, or something. Well, no, you call them, like, their, their, what they call themselves. I forget what they call it. They sure. have their name for themselves. Okay. I wonder if they would still relate them to elves nowadays. If you mm. read their entire lore and you're like, oh, yeah, not really. I, I really would. I, I think they would. Uh, just specifically because they're described as like 
um, like, oh, like they're so much more graceful and they're so much more long lived. Yeah. They're very, you know, uh, intelligent and advanced race. Sure, yeah. I, but I, they, yeah, I think they still would, would be, but. Yeah. The Eldari. It, Eldari, yeah. yeah. Um, but with an A. Yeah, yeah. A E. Yeah. Eldari. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like they, they were, Games Workshop was able to take them and develop them into their own thing. Um, where with the squats, the reason they squatted them is because they couldn't. The reason they squatted them. Ah, the, they couldn't find, like, from what I've been told, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't there, but uh, is they uh, couldn't find, like, a direction that was uniquely theirs. Like, they couldn't find that next step in the race's uh, cultural evolution. And they didn't want to just be like, well, they're miners and they yeah you know they just couldn't get that next so they just got rid of them it didn't yeah it never felt like their fluff was all that great yeah exactly so Mm -hmm. but uh they're gone so who cares anymore yeah (laughs) uh and then the kind of the last person we have in the abhuman category would be a trough these are found on planet verdant 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 I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, but there's actually no description of their mutation, of how they differ from regular humanity. And it also says that just they're unknown to the Imperium at large. So my guess is that some Inquisitor passed by, like, looked at one of them, was like, hmm, you're a troth, and then he leaves. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. That, that's my guess yeah. of what happened. Um, but it it is mentioned that they cannot leave the planet. Yeah. So obviously they're having some kind of atmospherical or gravitational restriction. Yeah, just maybe now them. they breathe the gas on that planet mm-hmm. specifically. Yeah, yeah, and it's like just made of like yeah mercury or whatever. So <laughs> I wonder how like the trough and then earlier on we were talking about the Neander, these two um, subhumans or abhumans that can't leave their planet. Like how would they contribute to the the greater or the empire? Whoa, <laughs> 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 I almost said greater good there. <laughs> I'm no traitor. Um, a lot of it would be like, let's say the Neandor are just like on a planet with high end resources. Like they can still mine those resources on the exactly. planet, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it doesn't mean like you can't leave the planet, but I'm sure if they wanted to, like they could create a void ship with that could simulate those. Yeah, um, it just, yeah, yeah. It's just it like, is it worth it? it? Yeah, yeah. Like hu- don't waste the empire's not- precious resources. Yeah, humanity's not lacking on human bodies. Right. Yeah, it can always get another body. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of sums up our abhuman section of our genetically stable um, mutations. Yeah. Okay. Now, so that we've done humans, uh, mutants, and abhumans, and now our very last one is transhumans. Yeah. Trans, as in like transcendent humanity. As humans that have kind of left humanity behind, but the reason they've done that is they have been genetically or bionically or mechanically modified and designed. Yeah. So it's a very specific purpose, and it's not necessarily passable down. Yeah. But it's we we felt it didn't fit into the regular mutation or abhuman categories, and they definitely aren't human anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing to note when we're talking about transhuman in this context, we're not so much talking about the mindset of being above humanity. I mean, I would like to include that, but Mark does not. Well, like, because right now I could become transhuman that way. Like, 
you know, I could be above the right. rest but of you. The, the, the reality would be that you definitely still have hunger and you still feel fear and you still But at that point, by the like time lust. I modify myself to make it so I don't, then I would fall into the genetically, bionically, right. mechanically. So like The question would become like, and let's not get in. Sorry, I won't get into this. Yeah. Okay. But Say your piece, Mark. Sorry. No, that, no that's all. Just uh, okay. we're talking more about like the you, actual physical yeah. transhumanism. And then the mindset either it comes before or after but it definitely is there it, it is a part has of it, changed sure. yeah yes but, but you can't you can't have just the mindset and no actual changes to it, your body exactly right mm, yeah. yeah i agree with you there okay so the first ones we're going to talk about are the afrial strain yeah uh, and I, I actually like every single one of the transhumans. The yeah, abhumans, the abhumans to me are just like eh. But they're the trans- filthy abhumans and should right. be put down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but the transhumans are quite interesting. Um, the Afrial strain, they are clones of humanity's like great great heroes. Yeah. Uh, and so think like you know, there's like a a great warrior or captain that died, but that's okay. We've got his fingernails, so we'll clone him. Yeah. Um, but the, the interesting thing about the Afriel strain creations is that for no observable reason, like they would garner or so they would attract like the animosity of all their fellow like warriors. Yeah. It, it's almost like that whole, when you clone something, it doesn't truly have a soul and you just, or un, uneasy around it, you know? Right, like, like there's like something really off about it. Yeah. Yeah, it is a little odd, but it it does say, like, it was, like... <laughs> they, they just blink like this. Just the one, one eye, eye then the, the other. other, yeah. They they don't blink like normal humans. <laughs> and that's why I was like... Ugh. Everyone just feels a little uncomfortable. Yeah, just, they're perfectly right? symmetrical, too, but yeah, there's yeah. just something that's off. Exactly. <laughs> it just, but um, they another thing that was kind of inexplainable was their bad luck. Yeah, like, they never survive. Hmm. Yeah, they seem to, like, <laughs> constantly attract, like, bad luck on the battlefield, which yeah. is, like... You ever walk through a minefield and you're that guy who steps on the it mine? It would be one of these <laughs> it guys. It would be one of them. Right? One of, like... And the interesting thing is the whole purpose of it was uh, the Afriel Strain Project was an attempt to create a perfect soldier. Yeah. So we kind of had the discussion before where I said that they must have been, like, they take, like, the... The hero, and then they try and modify it to like, get rid of his imperfections or anything changes, and you kind of disagreed with that one. Yeah, like they already took the greatest heroes. There's nothing yeah. further to perfect. They're already <clears throat> the greatest. Yeah, like to, Can we assume like the bad luck has something to do with the warp? Warp cloning, cloning, it, who it, knows? It, yeah, like, like, uh, like you would think that's like there's no such... You can't yeah, quantify like, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, like, is there any such thing as bad luck? Like they just—they never seem to. It would last. have to have like an um, external influence. Is all I'm thinking. Yeah, but does it? I, don't, I would. C- could it just be? I'm, that I'm just. Like a timer? I'm sort of reading between the lines. A little yeah, bit, for but, sure. And that's all we can do, right? Because yeah. it's not really explained. But oh no, yeah, I wonder because it's like they wouldn't potentially contribute to the warp, so the warp's like like. Like, like some clone. cosmic joke well, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, that, like, that's maybe what I, the warp. Like, yeah. I like. Well, huh. I don't know if I would like that logic because then anyone who doesn't contribute to the warp should be treated the same. Like the Oh, Akron. that's true. Yeah. Okay, sure. Okay. But uh, well, I was going to say something. Um, but it seems to me that, like, I wanted to think, like, it's just because they're unnatural. 
right? And they don't fit in the physical realm. So then the physical realm is actively trying to remove them. But that doesn't make sense because there's so much messed up shit in this universe yeah. that doesn't seem to get the yeah. same bad luck. Yeah. So I couldn't seem to like uh, rationalize it in any way, but yeah. it was just like they have unexplainable bad luck. Exactly. And they never seem to last. Yeah. So, but that's the Afriel strain. It is kind of cool to know that like your heroes like might exist on like many different planets yeah. fighting. So. Yeah. Uh, the next one we're going to talk about is just your standard augmented human. Yeah, so we define this as like if you just get – if you lose your arm and you get a bionic arm, you're not now a transhuman. You, we're talking like you get so many uh, mechanical enhancements or biological that it's now you lose your humanity. Like So like we said, now you no longer have the ability to eat and you don't feel that desire anymore that now you're kind of above humanity in that sense. Yeah, like there's certain like functions and instincts that you give up yeah, in like your, your ascension. Desires, yeah. Right? And we definitely are going to talk about this more in our second, but it's just the the changes that you would make to change, to leave regular humanity behind and, and what does that take? Like Mark was saying... The arm doesn't do it, but all of a sudden you're Belisarius crawl, call, yeah. and you're literally just a massive machine and tentacles with yeah. like a heart and a brain probably in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Skitari would be like transhumans yeah. in my mind. Exactly. Like servitors, servo skulls. Yeah, for sure. We're cherub babies. Cherub babies probably, yeah. yeah. Um, and so we describe them as, okay, yeah, they're... Mechanical upgrades was another thing just to improve functionality. Sometimes yeah. your your purpose is only to make you better at that one job, just like a servitor would be. Yeah. That you just leave humanity behind because you no longer feel the same things that humans do. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Another one we're going to talk about is genic creation. Yeah, so humans have created completely in the throes of science. <laughs> Did you like that <laughs> sentence I wrote? <laughs> threw me off. I just, I just think of like a mad... In the throes of science. Exactly. It's, it's a mad scientist. <laughs> yeah, to create better war- warriors. There's tons of examples of like super soldiers beyond just space marines in 40K. Um, yeah, so we have some examples like the death corpse of Craig. They're kind of... I, I'm pretty sure they're that grown on their planet. Like, they're not a really? normal... I th- is it because their planet is too inhospitable? No, well, yeah, because it was, like, radiate bombardment or whatever, and I think they're no longer able to reproduce or something due to the radiation. I okay. could be very wrong on this, but this is my remembrance of it. Um, I'll try and find it while you're talking about yeah, the other guys. Yeah, so, yeah, they're just, like, vat grown but, like, they, it kind of would make you slightly different, like... They they're not cloned; they're just vat grown. But uh, so they're like test tube babies that are yeah exactly put in something yeah like the like, female's womb either they they through the radiation they can't handle it anymore or, or they just put everyone man woman on the battlefield so there is no women birthing people right yeah but, they can't uh, afford it yeah so uh, that's one of them another one is the uh, Chiliad five two or the the five two Chiliad. And uh, they were around during the horse heresy. And I think they're still around now, even potentially. It doesn't say they were wiped out necessarily. But uh, they were also kind of uh, vat grown. But uh, their women seemed to develop like a psychic power and were able to like communicate with like their 
children, their backroom hmm. children, their offspring. On a very, like, minimal level. Yeah. Because they're, they're described as being an extremely weak psychic yeah. power. Yeah. But, like, that kind of puts them above the rest of humanity, almost like that, like, telekinetic ability. Yeah, it, like, I was... It makes me think of the hive mind yeah kind of like a connection to every other being in in your unit right yeah but it was only the women i think they're called like uxors or something yeah and it's like the women lead this um the chiliad five two yeah because they have that ability right so and then but they don't last very long no like these women i think it said like max 30 years old or something Oh, okay and then it's their responsibility to like raise up another like protege yeah to replace them like mm. when they pass yeah but uh yeah apparently like having that psychic ability just like burns them out yeah really quickly yeah so another one is the gland war veterans um they were a group of ig veterans from uh i forget what planet from probably dantris three maybe yes because yes, that's yes, the planet yes. they were known to fight on yeah that's where and, they're from uh, yeah, they were modified by the tech priests to fight against Tyranids. So maybe there wasn't a whole lot of humans on this planet, so they had to modify the humans to fight against the Tyranids. Who knows why they tech priests decided to modify I mean, it's the mechanic. Who knows, yeah. Mm. They but had they a had extra organs and drug-secreting glands implanted into their bodies. So that's what gives them that transhuman. Like, now you have three hearts. Like Right. Yeah. Like... You're, you're able to survive where a regular human cannot. Yeah. Like you no longer have to have the same worries as a, a human. Yeah. And their combat abilities and their aggression was also increased, too. So they, they did mess with them, like, uh, mentally. Right. To get that aggression. So that would also classify them as transhuman. Uh, so they actually were successful in defending Dantris Three from the Tyranid invasion. But it was at the expense of almost everyone. There's, I love this. There's only like three of them left. Three Gland War set veterans survived, and they're taken by the Inquisition for, ah, uh, frick. They're, they're quoted as like saying this thing, and it's absolutely hilarious. Uh, taken for the lulls? No. <laughs> He's uh, typing. I gotta find it. I can't believe I didn't write this one down. I don't want to start the next uh, transhuman without you. You're I know. I know. Sad, I well, here I can put in. I okay, just found no, I about. Uh, I got it. Okay, so they were taken by the Inquisition for study and quote debriefing. <laughs> <laughs> Was it quoted? <laughs> it is. It's quoted <laughs> debriefing. Well, you know where that's going. <laughs> it, it's, and it's it's uh, that source is the Inquisitor rule book. So. Mm. <laughs> Like, uh, what did yeah. you find there, Paul? Oh, about the death cores uh, of Krieg. Oh, okay, Krieg. perfect, yeah. So apparently the uh, um, Krieg um, revolted against the Empire. Yeah. Um, and uh, they, so the Empire responded, and there was like a 500 years of atomic fire. <laughs> yeah. And just like bombarding the planet, right? And it made the planet so toxic until Krieg finally surrendered. Yeah. And then what they've done is to atone for their sins for uh, rebelling against the emperor, uh, they sacrifice the lives of all their, um, of their, their soldiers, right? Yeah. Just go and it's yeah. the death corps. So they're there to die, yeah. right? So they become vicious soldiers. And um, there, it's been rumored that, yeah, they're, they, the Inquisition can't find a, 
like they're astonished at how many soldiers Krieg produces. Okay. Right. So again, the whole VAT thing. Oh, so it's right? rumored that they are VAT grown. It's yeah, not like Vitae born or something. Because it's just it, that the math doesn't match up how their planet is so toxic and yet they have like, hmm. you know, a so thriving right. civilization down there huh. that can actually give so many lives to the emperor. Yeah. Huh, that's kind of crazy. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so the last transhuman we're going to talk about is, ready for it? Dun, dun, dun. The, the Space Marines, the Adeptus Astartes. And we're actually not going to talk about them at all. <laughs> no, we're just going to give you a brief reason why they're, uh, they, why they are the way they are. They are genetically modified super soldiers through the use of the gene seeds in order to create the angels of death. Like, the specific thing about these guys is they have a gene seed. Yeah. And the gene seed gives them, you know, extra strengths, acid spitting. Yeah, so many, like, what is it, 20 cage. different mutations? Something like that, yeah. yeah. So they, they are definitely transhuman. Uh, yeah. And we've actually planned where this episode is going to go in. It's going to be in episode 20. Yeah, so, so right when we're done our next two minor Xenos episodes, then we're going to do a Space Marine episode. It's about time we talk super about stoked. the, the post <laughs> I've, I've been wanting to do that for so long. Yeah, it's crazy that we haven't talked about them for 20 episodes. I know. It's because yeah. our, our skeleton frame just took so long to go yeah. through. Mm-hmm. But, but we're going to get into them, and it's going to be freaking deep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that kind of concludes our four different, what we think is our, the four different branches of humanity. Humans, mutants, abhumans, and transhumans. Yeah. Uh, if you disagree or you think we missed one that you think is really cool, let us know and we'll try and do our research and talk about it on the next episode. Um, but now, I think this really lead, like lends itself into some really cool conversation. Um, the first thing I want to pose the question to you guys is, um, where does the emperor fit on the list? Yeah, because mm. he is not. Oh, he's definitely not a human. He's not human, so right. therefore we got to find one of these other categories. Exactly. So where where does he fit? I think I know, but I want to go last. Right. Okay. <laughs> Paul, where do you think he goes? Well, I think it's kind of it's based on the process of elimination. You got to see, like, all right, what doesn't he fit? Okay. And so you got to ask, okay, is the emperor, has he been genetically augmented or modified? Not that we're aware of. Not that we're aware of. Not by anything that we know. Yeah. Because he might have, like, slapped on an arm he made himself. Absolutely. And we're not sure. He could have created it entirely out of energy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, he would probably fit in, like, he would be some kind of psyker, don't you think? Yeah, so therefore right. he'd be in the so mutant he could category. fit in the mutant, mutant category. category. Yeah, and then like I'm sure you know maybe he's had. I I guess we don't know if he's been augmented in any way. No, but it yeah. it, it comes down to like either bionically or genetically. Yeah, like I don't think he's bionically enhanced himself at all because he has such he's such a high powerful psyker that literally there's a story where he like shape shape shifts his body. Oh, okay. like. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. So where would you put him, Jordan? Like I would put probably, to me, the at least the closest thing is a psyker, even though he's very unique as a psyker. So you'd yeah. put him as a mutant? I guess if psychers are mutants, I guess yeah. he... Because it's just a random... Uh, yeah. The psyker is just a yeah. random mutation. Yeah. Paul? I, I don't know because, yeah, I, he definitely possesses psychic capabilities, but... You kind of have to look at his his origin, like how was the emperor created? You know, is he a product of the materium or the immaterium? Now you're getting right? somewhere. So it's just like he's 
and that's kind of I'm a bit stuck on that question because he does relate to both. Yeah. Yeah, but right. like psychers do have like a connection to the warp, right? So they obviously yeah. and you can be a transhuman and still be a psyker. Yeah. Right? A space yeah, brain yeah. is a psyker. Yeah. Can be a yeah. psyker, right? Yeah. So Yeah, so I mean I'm probably inclined to agree with Jordan that it is he's a psyker, probably the biggest one, you know, almost god status psyker. Yeah. Or like and in like we've talked about in previous episodes, he was almost an intentionally designed yeah. psyker. Which is rare yeah. because psychers, yeah. they, you know, they, it's completely He wasn't random just random. You, you never know yeah. if you're going to have a psyker or not. But there, he was yeah. the there development. Was, of there was one. like a knowledge of those shamans that we seem to have lost, yeah. right? Especially because all the shamans are dead. So they weren't able to pass their knowledge down because they all died to create the mm-hmm. emperor. Yeah. Right? Mark, where would you put him? So originally I was with you guys completely with the mutants. And then me and Christian were talking last night. And Christian's like, no, he's he's transhuman because the psychers intentionally like made him like they sacrifice himself. So it's not a gen- it's not a random mutation. Uh, it was an intentional creation that puts him in the transhuman category to me and to Christian now. Because originally yeah, I was with you guys and then Christian said that I'm like, that makes perfect sense. Like all the shamans got together. They killed themselves, and the emperor was born. To me, it's it a, wasn't a random I, thing. I know it's not a random thing, but let's go back to warp mutations. Yeah, um, because maybe Psyker is the wrong thing to look at here. When a chaos god bestows his gift, yeah, that's intentional, but yeah. it's still a warp mutation. When a shaman kills himself in order to create another being, hmm. a still a warp mutation. Like to me, okay, yeah. he's not human. At all. No, like no. From, the, from the second that he was conceived, yeah. like they thought about it, he wasn't human. So I know he's not a human or an abhuman because there's no reliability yeah. of passing what he has down. Yeah. Potentially. Potentially. <laughs> That's another conversation. Um, the reason why I don't think he fits in the transhuman is because the way that he was created was not scientifically. If you look at all of the things that we have on our list they're created through the means and methods of science which we understand if we claimed to, and which we can recreate reliably yeah. we can create more space marines we can create more glamour yeah, it can veterans, be tested in a lab setting right mm-hmm. yeah but the emperor we have no way to recreate mm-hmm. what he has yeah. and to me that's what put it, that. that's what makes it the unstable and to me Back puts it under mutant, mutant more so than trans okay yeah. sure I, I could see that like the, i see the trans because of his supersede like he literally like he's not human he's, well obviously he's a when, God. when you look at like the transhuman mentality yes. he's obviously he fits that one not a problem he fits but, that one uh, in his abilities and his body though i definitely would say mutant mutant okay yeah I, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, Mark did, uh, Mark and Christian posed a very interesting, I guess, topic because uh, the, well, the, the Druids, a question to ask is like, would the Druids actually have known what they were doing? Yeah, or they, they, yes, they, they did. Okay, so they, it was a science to them, yeah, but that exactly. science has since been lost. But they yeah. were using, like, in their minds, they were using magic. Yes, right? it is magic. But they like, understood The warp it. is magic. They knew, right. they knew, they knew magic the outcome of it. Magic is still regulated, though, like magic still has its limits like but it's it, it, but it, it also has but, a will of its own yeah but you can't you, control it in but tran- they just did with transhumans though can and you use can, it. can you use the warp to create a new transhuman that's the, to me the question do you think the emperor could create another emperor <laughs> whoa do you, do you think like 
And this is this is one of the whole theories of him. Like, if you killed him, would he be reborn yeah, fully? Just right? reincarnated. Is his is his body like attaching him to this world, which is messing everything up right now? I I right? think so. Yeah, I think he would be reborn. Like, he's such a a great psychic power that he's able to. Where normally when you die, your warp energy yeah. goes into the warp and it gets gobbled up. Yeah. But the emperor is able to fight that off, right? But that to me, that's not enough of a reliable thing because we can't duplicate it maybe he's the only one but like to like to me he's just a mutation like he's yeah. to me he's a random occurrence and like i get that they like did it on purpose but if i roll enough dice eventually i'm gonna hit a six like i know i'm gonna do it like do you think every single shaman went into that body like maybe not maybe like some shaman's energies were lost in the warp and maybe they just managed to do it and, and also he yeah. got a lot of his power from um, Moloch yeah yeah as well and a lot of his knowledge too so yeah it, yeah like I can see both yeah but I do lean towards mutant yeah that's fine yeah I uh, yeah sure and I'm glad I didn't have to have that conversation with Christian <laughs> like you did <laughs> no, that's actually fine. We only threw a couple punches, so yeah, only one milk crate was Didn't kicked end in around tears. <laughs> <laughs> no, as soon as he he said his logic through, I'm like, yeah, no, you got me. Yeah, like, yeah. it's not bad logic. Um, okay, and this is kind of going to lead into our second one. So, at what point do the enhancements and upgrades that you're getting uh, change you from a human? To a transhuman. So I'm going to kind of ignore mutants and ignore abhumans for this question because a mutant is random and an abhuman is a genetic strain that's been passed down to you. You had no choice. If you are a human and you, you lose your arm in an accident and all of a sudden you get a bionic arm, are you still a human? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I like... Like, even in our real universe, there's transhumanism, and there's people who want to become so augmented that they're no longer, like, human in the same sense that we are. Like, yeah. Like, they want to enhance, the, like, basically everything about them, from even their senses to replacing limbs and organs with, with bionic or yeah, genetic. Yeah, synthetics. Yeah. Um, so would you would you say that the arm is the? But from what I understand, in like the 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 current understanding is that like transhumanism can be something as small as like um, like installing like a microchip in your arm, like yeah. that that's from maybe the the 40k universe understands it differently but in our universe from what i understand yeah. any sort of augmentation is is like putting you in the category of like a transhuman yeah so now my question is i got laser eye surgery does that mean i'm transhuman you've you've surgically modified your body yeah. to function better yeah right yeah. and and that's kind of how we described um, we said genetically, bionically, mechanically, but we could have just also added surgically, yeah. modified, yeah. and designed for a specific purpose, like Magard. Yeah, right? Magard uh, was like a, a soldier. He was a bodyguard for a remembrancer. Uh, no, for uh, wasn't, wasn't he a space marine? No, no Magard. Ma oh, I'm thinking of somebody else. Uh, no, Magard. No, Magard. Yeah, I know who you're talking about now. Yeah, he was a bodyguard yeah. for some high Terran official. 
or not like some someone who got appointed to be like Horace's like I think it was Remembrancer. Like she was there to ca- yeah. to chronicle Horace and like he got modified surgically yeah. initially and then he also got modified genetically, didn't he? Yeah. Right? So at what point in that, like when it was just surgical, was he still human? Like if we graph like extra muscles onto your onto your um frame beyond what is naturally occurring in humans i I don't know like in the in the sense of like laser eye surgery to me that is more corrective than it is necessarily like an augmentate like you're you're just trying to gives you better than 2020 vision yeah, then that could potentially be, and, which is like a pretty normal thing to happen in laser eye. Like you actually oh, come I didn't out realize better. That. Yeah, uh, but still, you're maybe it's. I guess you can't define it by intention, but your intention is to do a corrective procedure as opposed to. So, like, I don't think that every time someone goes in and fixes a broken bone, that's a good point. They're being they're they're being augmented. That, you know, they're that's just a good being point. Corrected. Whether or not are you are you being raised to the standard of what we perceive humanity to be, or yeah. are you trying to reach beyond that? And that's kind of my thing is that like you're trying to be about like you're trying to be a new kind of human hmm. in transhumanism. Yeah, like you're, you're trying like yeah, you're trying to better sort of progress the human species and that's that's their sort of ideology is that they're progressing human the the human species by augmenting their bodies right so yeah i mean it it is i i don't know if i have a clear definition that would that's satisfactory even to myself I but think, yeah i think what makes it more difficult in 40k is that there isn't a level playing field in humanity yeah right? exactly. you don't have an entire population yeah. where they're slow yeah yeah and to them a regular human is would be considered a trans human who is yeah. better than well them, right? you even like, look at things like like because i have white skin i'm more susceptible to skin cancer than like a, a black person right like if i were to augment myself to be able to be more resistant to to uh, skin cancer i'm just like raising my genetic uh sort of standards to like that only of a black person but does that mean i'm like transhuman i don't know Hmm. i'm just like i don't know maybe we need to like read up what like a a definition is but But i do i do like your statement where the intention has to be to go beyond yeah i think so what is possible naturally yeah i like that one because i I was going to start with, like, well, obviously, like, Call is not human anymore. Like, this mad scientist who, like, literally, when you look at him, he just looks like a bunch of tentacles covered by a robe. Yeah. Right? And then it's like, well, if you remove one, he's still transhuman, right? And how many do you need to remove before he's back to being human, right? Like, it could go all the way down to every little little chip that's in his brain, Mm -hmm. every little, like, ligament that's been replaced in his body, right? Yeah, and even, like, if you think about other other sort of uh, fictional universes, like, let's say the Marvel universe, right? Where Marvel tries to explain a lot of superpowers scientifically, and that people are enhanced, you know, there's, like, the super soldier serum, which like Steve Rogers the gamma got. radiation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Like it like these sort of things that that those people would almost be considered transhumans, right? But mm. or mutants. Like literally it fits the same definition that we yeah. have in forty K, but um Maybe transhumans should just be rephrased to superhumans. Or something of the sort. But the the reason why I think trans is better is because like you can be like you've left you've 
you've gone beyond humanity, mm-hmm. and I really I want to adopt that because I, really I, I like think it. I think and transhuman too. Like even the thing, maybe I'm not totally, maybe I'm kind of mistaken with my idea of the like superheroes and the mutants because in some senses they're almost like a lot of that is like they're still human, just enhanced. Whereas like yeah, transhuman is it's almost like a different category of human. Like it would have to, it would have to, um, yeah, it would have to be, it's not just like enhanced speed or strength or intelligence. It would have to be like, you have an ability that uh, humans didn't previously yeah. have. Yeah. But yeah. And not just an enhancement upon it. I yeah. see what you're saying. Yeah. To me, I think like the state of mind has to come with it. Right. If, if all of a sudden you get yeah. like a cybernetic eye and you have like, you can focus like you can zoom in kilometers away yeah, like yeah. sure you can do something that a regular human can't but you still feel all the exact same mm-hmm. things as a regular human yeah. but all of a sudden like um your ability to feel fear is removed and you no longer feel hunger and you no longer feel like you no longer get hot-headed and, and crazy like you're like a perfect like calm storm like to me, like you have to have also the feeling of it yeah. in conjunction with yeah. the physical enhancements yeah. that you've so, obtained. So let's say instead of eating, you get a USB plug that you just plug yourself in every night, but you still have that desire to eat originally because you're still like, yeah, that's your mindset. But over time, you realize I actually don't have to eat. Right. So at what point, like eventually you you'd get that mindset of it, too. But until you get that mindset as well, yeah, yeah, you're still you still feel human, exactly. Right to yourself, you would say like, no, I'm like I'm still human, like I'm the exact same as you guys. But as soon as you lose some of these instincts that yeah. create like us, yeah. I think that in addition to your enhancements, like yeah. that's when you really enter the realm of transhumanism. Yeah, that's hmm. a, a cool topic. <laughs> it's a, I like this topic, like because there's it's such a gray area. Yeah, it is interesting, and it's actually like questions we're asking in our modern day and age mm-hmm. too. Yeah, there's like a lot of like people they call futurists, right? Yeah. And you can you can Google this and and find uh, this. It's this almost like community that they it is their very intention to like be in like augmented humans, you know, and they want they want to like almost synthetically evolve the human race in a sense, you know. So. Chemtrails, yo. Yeah, <laughs> that's how we we'll manipulate the human race. Isn't that to manipulate weather? Same thing. <laughs> oh. It's all the same. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what chemtrails are for. Mm. I'm st- I'm still asleep. <laughs> You're not woke. I'm not woke. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, anything else? Anyone wants to add to our? Uh... So, if you if we had the technology right now, yes, to cut off an arm and replace it with a me- mechanical arm, <laughs> yeah, and we'll put some clarifications on the mechanical arm. It is the exact same. You don't lose any ability. It's not like you're getting a gun arm. Right. You know, now all you can do gun is... Gun arm. Mightier than the fist arm. Yeah. Like, you know, like, it, it's literally the exact same. You can still feel because they have some crazy, like, pressure-sensitive yeah, yeah. bionics nowadays where people can like, actually Well, you can just attach... Feel you can pressure. attach, like, nerves to stuff now. Yeah, like, it's, yeah. it's getting wild where these are actually questions that we will have to answer in our lifetime. Will you upgrade yourself? Yeah. Will you guys upgrade yourself? Me? Absolutely. Without a <laughs> doubt. I will cut my arms off and get a bionic arm no no question ask can i have your arms when you're done with them are you going to use them as clubs i want to attach them to my (laughs) yes he's going another way with it (laughs) um 
probably. Good man. Like <laughs> it's team transhuman. Like, why why would you why would you not? Like my eyes sucked. I got laser eye surgery. I'm a better human now. Like why it's, would you not? I like to me I'm not really like a traditionalist. But would you replace your eyes entirely? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I'm yeah. not a traditionalist. Like I like I like like a like the I like the idea of like a simple life and living like kind of like ooh like off the land and in the mountains. <laughs> like I like the idea of it and I like to think I could do it, but most likely I probably couldn't. Yeah. So I have no like moral problems or like ethical problems with being like yeah, like why not go ahead like you you get a car because you can go faster like you you buy you go into a house so then like you buy a fridge so your food can stay cold right like why not um get like a bladder extension or whatever so you don't have to go to the bathroom as much (laughs) or get like an upgraded stomach that can absorb more nutrients from your food right or increase your brain capacity by activating parts of your brain that we just don't use at all like why would you not do that yeah like to me it's no different than the kinds of clothes i wear or the kinds of activities I do that just mm-hmm. are different from things people did 300 years ago. Well, I go to the gym and work out for years to get big and strong. You, can, you can just, just get, get a you can just get, arm. get a buff arm. <laughs> yeah. Paul? Yeah, I, it's like, I mean, it sounds cool. And I guess if it had like, you know, if there were no limitations to mm. that, you know, because... Okay, so you have a bionic arm, right? But then it maybe needs a power cell or something like that. You know, I mean, there's always there's pros and cons. Yeah, and it. and when when I'm talking about it, like, just put a, it, D, a if, v, a V8 battery or V9 battery <laughs> in there. It's fine. One of those Energizer bunnies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, once again, the the simplest example is I don't I would never get a gun arm. You know, I would never get an electrician arm. Just think Luke Skywalker's know? arm. Yeah, like exactly. I would get that. Right. Where it runs off your own bioelectrical energy that you create. Something's fluid. There's a fluff in the air, and I like it. <laughs> there we go. Sorry, Mark. Yeah. But so I know what you're saying. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. if, if it did start having these downsides, where it's like, well, you got to plug your arm in every thirty minutes, and it, it's you know? the chance it'll just run out in the middle of something. Yeah, yeah. mid jerk, and you're like, no. <laughs> I was more thinking even, someone climbing. <laughs> I, I would oh. even think. I would. I would think actually along those those lines, Paul, where like. It's almost like a car where it just like it only has so much life in it. Yeah. You know, it's a mechanic. It's it a, will fail at yeah, some point. Yeah, it's a piece of machinery. Yeah. You can get it replaced. Yeah, you, you get, could. You could get it replaced. Uh, yeah, it would have to be like economical for one, yeah. and then. But even still, that would be frustrating. You know, if every ten years you're like, okay, I put so many miles on this. I don't know, man. Like but you literally do that with your car. Like your yeah, you do body, with your car. You, do that you go with for too, physical like, checkups with the doctor. What's that different when all of a sudden he's like, oh, I'm just saying it's a it's more like of a, you need hip surgery. It's like now. a hassle. It's like a more like I get it. Yes, your body is going I to cons- fail, Jordan. Yes, I know. And mechanical would be more reliable. Like when you're 70 years old, mechanicals would be way more reliable than your body. And yes, that's the thing. at I that age. That, like yes. I would, I would be open to the possibility, like later on in life, right? Maybe when I'm turned fifty or something like that. When you right? actually start. To when need I actually, it. when I need it, right? Um, and if it extended my life to another hundred years, yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I think I think too. Me personally, it just. I, I see the logic. I don't. I I wouldn't say like someone is wrong for uh, upgrading. Yeah, upgrading themselves. But me, if I'm in good working order, I think just like I don't feel like I feel all weird about it. It's just yeah. like taboo to me. I think I'd rather keep uh, 
keep everything, but with a one caveat, if, you know, say like, um, say like I, you know, tore my Achilles heel a couple times or your, and your ankle is just yeah, super weak now. Yeah. Or an a- ACL injury that was yeah. just nagging. I'd be like, replace the thing, like put yeah. in a brand new, uh, I, I bet it's like tattoos where like, as soon as you get one, Maybe like, yeah. Ooh, yeah. like well, I get a little. Or people, twi- I get a little twinge every once in a while in this one. So yeah, yeah. it's all placebo. That. So you're well, there's like, like yeah. you just keep on there's like people it. with yeah. plastic surgery, right? They get addicted to it, right? Yeah. And they mm-hmm. they keep doing it and yeah. doing it. And yeah, it's, I I bet there's like a whole cult in like 40k <laughs> where all they do is just replace like body limbs. So have you never heard of the Mechanicum? No. I, Okay, yeah, no, that was that was dumb. That was dumb. Yeah, you're right, the Mechanicum, but they yeah, can, yeah like, all they try and do is replace themselves to become more machine-like. Yeah, yeah. So the other question is that we kind of mentioned, um, if you could live forever, would you? Or what is, like, your lifetime cap? Like, if you're like, I don't want to live forever, but I want to live a 1,000 years, what would, what would you guys say about that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I I feel like your brain wouldn't be able to handle living forever. But if you are okay with like enhancements, like your brain can be ported to a computer. I guess that's true. Yeah, hypothetically. Right. Yeah, we're, we're in the forty from the forty first millennium. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. I think you know. I think it would. I would I would be more than happy to be able to live like three or four hundred years, like right now. Yeah. If I could live that long, I think that would be really cool. Yeah. But I think I. Who knows what your mindset is and stuff? Once you're and what that state old, would your body be in? Well, too? it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, if you, you can have keep the enhancing, to yeah. change and enhance. Yeah, and just replace parts like a vehicle. Then, right? That I, I think. Yeah, I'd, I could only make that decision once I kind of get there. I, it, yeah. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. It's hard to say. Maybe I wouldn't want to. Once five hundred years has passed, I'd be like, I'm, I'm done with life. I would want know? the opportunity to live forever. Yeah. But I reserve the right to choose to die. Totally, yeah. What if though? So it's this whole surgery, and like going into it, you literally have for some weird. It's just some weird program, yeah, yeah, yeah. some glitch in the program. They couldn't find a way around it. The matrix. Where, yeah, where uh, <laughs> they're like, okay, so either you're gonna live forever, or you have to set a date. And when that date comes, it's done. I don't know. I I'd want to say forever because like, there's you could never see everything. No. And especially, like, just imagine 4,000 years from now and we're sort of exploring distant galaxies and stuff. Like, yeah, like, we start leaving the Milky Way. Like, yeah, that's like, even, like, you explore the entire Milky Way. You literally go to every planet. You have <laughs> you, a, a selfie on every single freaking planet. <laughs> and all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, there's billions of galaxies which contain billions of planets. The curiosity would, would probably yeah. lead you to keep going. Yeah. yeah. I think one def- deciding factor would be is, like, Am I going to be the only one bestowed with this gift? You know, no, no, or? like your friends and family could yeah, be. Okay, out, yeah, has the opportunity. I mean, we're that would be kind about, of lame if you know you're, yeah. you you outlive your wife and kids. Yeah. And you're just no, like, we're wow. we're talking about like the most perfect situation. Okay, in a perfect scenario where you know you you're a thirty year old roaming the galaxy mm-hmm. forever. You know, you're in peak physical condition and you're and eternally and rich and you won't be poor. <laughs> exactly. Just, like, yeah. Well, you don't you don't well, need money. You, well, you invest in Bitcoin, so so you're fine. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Oh. Then yes. Then yes. <laughs> Dogecoin. Dogecoin. I had this guy. I had this guy coming to work today, and um, I work at a bank, 
and he was like, oh, our, our like our investment services was down or whatever. Yeah. And he was like furious. He's like, I'm gonna sue you guys. I can't believe this. <laughs> he's like, I've probably lost fifty thousand dollars. I'm like, man, like that's really shitty. And he's like, I am fully invested in weed stocks. And I was like. Well, there's your fucking problem, bud. <laughs> Put everything in right, one. That was what he did. Yeah. That was what he said he did. And yeah. He was so pissed off, and I'm like, well, yeah, there you go. But that was that just made me think of the Bitcoin oh, so thing. Funny. If I could have, give one financial bit of advice, go for it. Bit. Work harder, not smarter. <laughs> that That's is the literally worst. the opposite <laughs> of what everyone else. I'm will taking tell you. that advice. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Uh, I, I would do forever. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Just As, imagine me, you, and Christian no, roaming no, the galaxy no. forever. Could, could you imagine, though, like if, if it was only like four guys that got it, you would become gods compared to the rest of humanity. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, probably by like year – who knows? Like to me, like probably by the year like – 800 you'd leave humanity behind <laughs> you would no longer care what? about the significance of a single human and then you guys could rename yourselves corn chinch <laughs> gork and more uh, <laughs> honestly like i do i at some point you would leave humanity behind you would no longer care you would see like life. i would want to become like the supreme ruler of of humanity would you really well, I, th- I I don't think I could be bothered. I think I could. I would try it for a little while, and then once I got <laughs> bored, <laughs> once you destroyed a planet I, I, or two, after a few hundred years, I'd be like, okay, I'm done with this. But yeah, but it, you know, like like think of it like mo- most people can't achieve like if if your you know IQ or just skills and abilities are like a a particular. Um, uh, <laughs> like limitation let's say sure. like like yeah like because of your own um uh competency you can only reach a certain a certain level in a certain amount of time but if you're like have endless life you could you could hypothetically learn like as many systems Everything. yeah even if it took you way longer than than maybe someone who's uh, has an aptitude for a particular you could learn like uh you know, engineering and quantum physics and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you, you could, could become an expert in everything. Yeah, totally. And you could, and you could hypothetically keep, uh, advancing yourself to be like, are you telling uh, me I could finally learn how to, to read? read. <laughs> you could. Holy <laughs> fuck. But you, at some point you could become the most competent person on the planet. Uh, in the, in the galaxy. Yeah. In the galaxy. Right. and, and, you could, even if it took you millennia, you could climb the ranks. You are literally describing the emperor. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Like, yeah, yeah it's logical to think that that's how he would do it, right? Like, just slowly but surely, you you start, you're, you're building your little empire, right? Yeah. And then you climb the ranks, and then eventually you're, you're the emperor. <laughs> he tried capitalism, <laughs> you know. Tried, tried religion. Um, yeah. Tried religion. Then he's like, you know what? Out of all these, I like dictatorship the most. <laughs> yeah, I like tyrannical dictatorship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I would do it. Cool, Paul. Would you live forever? I would. A, a condition would be is if my brain didn't expire. It would. Um, Nothing would. Okay. It wouldn't. Okay. Yeah. And in fact, it, it could continue to expand if it, it expanded. Because I was just thinking with, with Jordan's thing, like, okay, yeah, learning, but I'm pretty sure, like, our current, you know, they have a human, limit. We do have a capacity to yeah. just, you know. Yeah. 
learn as much. Yeah, you'd so, have to be able to augment your brain as yeah. well. So just have you know a couple hard drives on your back. You yeah, know, like, just plug it to your brain. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. I think that about wraps up our secondary topic. Yeah. I hope you guys were all high when you were listening. <laughs> Whoa. To fully grasp If it's legal it. in your state or province. Or not. <laughs> whoa, whoa. I want to get in the middle of that topic. Um, but we just have one more thing to talk about. Uh, so I'm going to let Mark handle that. You guys ready for another edition of Mad Mark's 40, 40K rant of the day? Mad Mark. Mad Mark's 40K rant of the day. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. <laughs> sell, sell, sell. So... Uh, what's the date today? It's the 6th? It's the 6th. So Games Workshop last night, they're like, we got a big thing coming for you tomorrow. <laughs> Everybody brace yourself. And everyone's like, oh, fuck, what is it going to be? Like Female Space Marines. Oh. Get, <laughs> get out. <laughs> but, but yeah, and like they just pumped it up, and then it's like, woke up this morning. Oh, cool. Adeptus Custodes Codex. Didn't, didn't they already have models in 40K? What what's the big deal? Like why why'd you hype this up? Like Yeah, they didn't hype up like the other codexes that no, they No, like and it's like we get it, man. The Imperium's a thing. Give me some Xenos codexes. Like <laughs> how, how like how have they not released an Orc or a Tau codex yet? Like I I, I saw this yet we one have table. Ten Imperial Imperial codexes. I'm gonna try and find it while you're ranting, but it is a table describing the different armies that are played um uh, in tournaments sure. and the the number of like the percentage of like specific armies. Yeah, like, keep going, talking about what you do. Well, that's that's pretty much no. Rad. Give more. I can I give more. This. Yeah, Go find it. it. But it's just like we get it. Space Marines are awesome, and sure, Adeptus Custodes are not Space Marines, but for any newcomer or anyone who's not very well versed in the lore, they essentially are. They play the same as Space Marines. You know, they're they're an elite army. Like we just give me some Xenos codexes. If you want to re- release a whole new product line, release a Xenos product line. Like, nothing's worse than when you're playing another army or you have a friend and you're like, oh, what army you do, do you play? And, oh, I'm a loyalist. Oh, me too. So you want to battle each other? And, and yeah, you play the exact battle. same army. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like... So there's no fun in, like, you, you know all their rules. You know all the, yeah, the player like, and how, it like, the army works yeah. and stuff. It just gets boring. Yeah. But having said that, the models do look sweet. Like, I will never criticize games workshops models that they all they're amazing like if you look at them they're sweet and like i like and the, the custodes are really cool yeah they are it's just we still don't have an orc or a tau codex like or a dark eldar codex um or a necron codex like i know necron they, come on where's our love these are major factions that games workshop just keeps well now we have eight varieties of space marines i went on this rant last week too that's all have you found that yet no i don't want to keep ranting you gotta talk did you talk about your broadside yeah that was your, last oh episode. that was last week so the funny <laughs> yeah. thing was um i went and saw yeah star wars oh yeah and it's i went to the mall where we i we actually have our gw store yeah and it was like a couple days after Christmas or whatever. Yeah. And so then I was like, hmm, I'm gonna go in there and like see what Mark was talking about with like the store. Yeah. Guess what I found in the store, Mark? Broadside. Broadside. Nice. Well, that's because they probably ordered it for me. I should go get that. <laughs> they ordered it just for you. I can't believe I find this table. I want to find it, um, and then I want to post it on our Lorehammer um facebook page but it was just this one guy and all he was doing was he was going through like the army list on like all the different like tournaments that he was participating in and seeing like what people are playing and it was like 25 percent like um like space marines yeah and that was it 
like, it was like twenty five percent Space Marines, huh? And then like, it, or and, and I think like it was fifteen percent like Loyalists and ten percent like Chaos or something. Hmm. And then like everything else was built up of all the other armies they had out there, and it was like a lot of representation from yeah. like Xenos stuff. Yeah. And then he compared it to the number of um, like codexes that had been released. Yeah. And it it was crazy how few. Like, codexes were released for everyone else out there. And my Twitter feed is all freaking custodes now. What the hell? Right? I can't find it. (laughs) Anywho. uh, The the only other final statement for this is, like, so when they do release, like, a new Xenos faction... They better fucking hype it up. They better. But they kind of did last year release a Xenos... Or with 8th edition. Or just before 8th edition, I guess. What was Um, that? You ready? Yeah. Now Eldar and Dark Eldar can combine and join together. No new models. Well, three new models. Like, three hero characters. Oh. But it's like, new faction, new Xenos faction. It's like, no. No. <laughs> no, really, it's, it's like, not. It's, it's like doing um, what, the Imperial, what do, they, what do they call it? Battle groups or something? Where you, like, you can combine like completely different factions? Oh, sure. Yeah. I don't know the correct term. I don't really play Eighth. Eighth. We don't really play Warhammer. We don't really play. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, before. I think that's fair. I think it was yeah. hyped up too much. I'm super yeah, excited like, for Custos. I'm super excited for the artwork. I think they look yeah, cool. Yeah, like the models look sweet. Like, But I just was like, I was expecting something way more compared to what they had said. Yeah, so. and I, I just want some Xenos codexes. Yeah. We got one Xenos codex. That's what, what one? Eldar. Oh, is that that's really the only one, one I can think of off the top of my head? Everything else is... Yeah, it's so odd they don't have an orc one. Yeah, and they got over 10 codexes released now, and only one of them is a Xenos. Crazy. Okay. That's all. That's all? If you Uh, guys uh, agree with my rant... No one's listening this far into the episode, don't worry. They they (laughs) turned it off after... uh, Exactly. As soon as we start talking about, like, what it takes to be human, they're done. Okay. Uh, Well, thanks for listening. If you are still here, uh, obviously (laughs) send us a message. You can email us. You can Facebook us. You can tweet at us. Anything you want to do, you can just wave a flag and we'll know. Yeah. We'll know. I'm trying to drag this podcast on for as long as possible because I got to go to work after this. <laughs> so it's like if I just drag it on for another four hours, I don't have to go to work, right? That's how that works. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you in two weeks where we will discuss our third portion of Minor Xenos Races. You know what? Let's just start that now. Okay. <laughs> see you later, guys. See ya. Peace. May the light of the Emperor shine upon you.